Late Night Grin. Also, what um, what does that name mean? fellas a two grin month here in september special occasions it's like when, when the fair were doing their brand split run you got one of these every fortnight what a treat that time <laughs> was right we're bringing it back here at lng uh, we have a wrestling pay-per-view to preview promo segments to review and honestly this be real the real attraction tonight we have a jack crosby to catch up with jackie how have you been mate i'm good how you fellas doing good good i mean it's been a long time we've got a lot of handwritten letters and emails generally more the letters because your demographic is kind of years older right but um it's been a long time is there any are there any big updates are you still trying to get that gig as the nwa's lead announcer or just buying your time no but i i mean i saw that um a lot of people were upset that i didn't get the the ceo the the gig for new CEO at CBS Sports. And, uh, Matt was one of those people. Yeah, I uh, listen. I could. I work hard. I do what I do. And, uh, I do mean, you play hard. Or just work hard. No, no, I can't. I don't play hard. I have a two-year-old. <laughs> so, so Jack, I, I, I know you can't say it, but I'll say it for you. What this came down to was politics. Um, I did hear that, yeah. And I'm not referring to office politics. I'm referring to Jack's personal politics. (laughs) Yeah, I did like when he told me he was going to make a separate account to view those opinions, like to you know get those opinions out there. I was kind of I thought that was a little was a little much. We told him not to, but have you you hidden your your likes on Twitter yet, Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that Matt Hardy tweet where it was like? He liked to tweet about hiding your likes and then immediately like something dumb. What yeah. a beast. Doesn't get any better than that. Matty Bullets. What a fucking Speaking man. of better than that, Matthew confirmed shoot is back. How you doing, Whoa. mate? Um, I'm sweating it out right now. Um, Marlins are playing their biggest baseball games in 20 years right now, so I'm... Oh, my God. My, uh, my attention Does it say little... more about tonight's game or the last 20 years of Marlins? More about the last 20 yeah. years than the... Let's be be very clear. How about we stop talking about the last 20 years, you fucking asshole? That was a little much. What does that mean? What's that guy? What is that about TNA? What did the Marlins do 20 years ago? Oh, Oh, well, come on. (laughs) Get over that, man. Don't be mad at me. me. Your team can't even make the playoffs anymore. I thought Jack was going to hit me then. I'm so fucking mad. I'm so mad. My favorite thing that happens with me and Jack is I forget what teams he roots for. Yeah. This one I specifically remember is I sent him a text once absolutely just dunking on Florida State, forgetting that he was a Florida State fan. Like, had no ill, no Ill intentions, no ill will. And then he just replied with, no, like, you're here, a piece of shit. Here's the best thing. 
Matt <laughs> is one of my best friends who I talk to literally every single day. At some point, whether it's a group chat or personal, I talk to Matt every single day. I only have two teams. Yeah. I, I, I got Florida State down now, to be fair. You still go MLW, Jack. Yo, before we came on the air, I saw a video. Okay. Browsing through Twitter. Yeah. Of Mance Warner consoling oh, Jimmy Lloyd, who was puking into a trash can. And the promo was about cutting weight for the MLW middleweight championship. That's, the idea they have a middleweight division is so funny. I like, no, it, it's just, it's funny that you brought MLW up because I just watched it about 15, 20 minutes ago. They're very popular. I just, I just, well, they have a partnership now. Who's working on a TV deal, brother? Or a strate- no, I'm sorry. Strategic Alliance. Factual. Um, speaking of TV deals, our fourth man. Yes, <laughs> our very own Strategic Alliance has arrived. Our fourth man is here. You saw him on Tuesday with Grin Grappler. He's back again. Lord Oracle, the Oracle oh. Wrestling in the house. Brother, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm eating my cookout here. Good. Oh man, I haven't had cookout in years. Join myself. You sure? Join mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, you yeah. preview some pro wrestling, bro? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> let's, wink, wink. let's do some wrestling match card rundown over here. <laughs> some, yeah. Let's this rock. Um. Yeah, we were just we were just catching up. Jack got very aggressive about baseball. Hmm. It was slightly uncomfortable, but we got through it. We what started about number one wide receiver in college football, Xavier Leggett for the South Carolina. Marvin Harrison Jr.? No. Xavier Leggett has better stats than Marvin Harrison Jr. because he has a better quarterback going to him. <laughs> that was very sharp, the way Oracle retired. Marvin Harrison <laughs> is better, but Leggett has a better quarterback going to him. <laughs> that was very, like, Oracle was so ready for that. Yeah, he know? was. That was impressive. He backed up to the ropes. He walked you onto that, brother. Did you know that, Jack Crosby? Our wide receiver had the best stats in, in the FBS. I understand that, but I think I think shoot has. Well, I think Marvin's better, but. Now, both, big stats guy. both of y'all don't want any Washington smoke. So. Yeah, Tell me about it. Oh, they, I'm a they, big they, Washington. I'm they, I'm on the train. They're murderers. They drop, they drop 120 on the Gamecock secondary. Are you kidding me? They're murderers. Yeah, they should probably. You get a murderers. The Righteous are on pay per view this Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, that's why um, we're talking about football instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the game. The card looks good. Honestly, Listen, to be honest. it does. I'm a righteous guy. I like them. You're like definitely them. not a righteous guy, but I'm glad you yeah. like the wrestling tag team. I like, I like their I, I like, like the videos them. they're doing. They're good. I'll give them that. Yeah. Is it, does that come through on the mic or not? No, you can't hear it. Fuck. I'm clicking violently for anyone listening to this as a radio broadcast. It's very like funny how Stu Grayson just got fucked again, though. Well, you should consider getting over. Where? That hasn't stopped a lot of people. <laughs> hasn't stopped the righteous. <laughs> Here's my actual... Let's just get into the righteous. They're the most interesting thing going here. So, 
my actual take on the Righteous is I don't really think they're good. But I think there are so many acts who are like running in place and have been for years now in a style. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Give me something weird. Give me something I, dangerous. Yeah. I kind of think they, they can get over if they're given the chance to, honestly. Uh-huh. A lot of people have thought that, though, and they've been... Yeah. yeah. Poor old Delirious is still trying somewhere in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, often a wrestling promotion's famous last words. I think the righteous can get over if we give them a chance. Fair. <laughs> no, the, the vignettes are really good. Uh, the matches are... Well, you know... Um, Bobby Dutch drops a nice leg. Right. That's more. probably true. Meech says, uh, if the Righteous were on WCW Saturday night in 1995, I would have loved them. Yeah, Bobby Dutch definitely would have like a... Oh, yeah. A like Oracle. hipster case, you know? Orca would have like a, a nine-match list of like sneaky Righteous matches. <laughs> <laughs> when they got three minutes with the FTR on Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... No, I, I am happy for, for those two dudes, though. This is a big spot for them. It's changed a lot this week, right? Yeah. Obviously, the direct change being Adam Cole's um, alleged, seemingly legitimate injury. But honestly, in some ways, I think it changed even more with the angle we got to close Dynamite. Because yeah. while I think there is... Um, oh, Young Dukes God. has requested the link. Everyone be careful. Don't, don't send it to him. He's a good kid, man. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> I like him. He's but, just coming on here to go into business for himself. Well, that's kind of the spirit of the late night grim. We trained him the right way, brother. That's um, well, I mean, he is a Hangman Adam Page fan, so that's nothing new. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> now, here's the thing. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of evidence, and you, you know, logically, you'd think. A wrestling whodunit should not be concluded within days of shooting the angle, right? But you've got to be said, that was an interesting time to do the angle, right, on the go-home for a show yeah. where Jay isn't wrestling. So I do wonder if that's going to be an, uh, a factor here. I'll throw it to you fellas in one second. Before I do, shout out to Jason, a resubscriber, Prime moves for 15 months, says, time to talk about what's really important. It's not the righteous. Um, what Anoki would have thought of Julia Hart, we will get there, oh. unquestionably. Um, the real... That was, one, that was a rather vulgar sound that one he just made. I don't know who that, that was. That was Jack Crosby. That makes sense. Cody Wills, resubscribe with Prime. Wilson was 15 months and says, oh, how? The NFL game stinks. Perfect time to grin. Looking forward to a great show and two great pay-per-views this weekend. There's a lot of professional wrestling going on because the NXT is running Saturday, right, Oracle? you got Rebecca and Tiffy yeah. Time running it back. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky too. Extreme so, um, I believe. Hmm? Can you is hear really? me? Yeah. Yeah. Extreme rules. So just just in case anyone knows, the mic that Joe got me many many years ago now is broken and t- and shredded to pieces. Uh, the stand is totally broken. I've ruined it, um, and it's just sort of sitting here. So it might just roll off the table, and there might be a loud boom noise or whatever. So you know, be prepared. What, what do you the mean? The mic that, what do you mean the mic that Joe got you? Is he giving out equipment? Huh? Okay, vibe. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah. Yo, I uh-huh. need. I broke Jay Fabe. Sorry. I I saw money in a young Oracle of Wrestling, and I invested him oh, as a talent. Okay. All right. Well, that that's fucking cool. Listen, I'm gonna send you my list <laughs> after the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I could use some upgrades. 
Look, man, if you want to do the historical Crosby, you're you're invited to. But I, I don't know if you got that kind of game. You know, we that was we were young then. Jack. If I got we, that kind of game, that's when we were running hard. You're a good little worker, Jackie. But I don't know if you can run it like Oracle can run it. He can he can he can steer the ship for a little bit. Yeah, as I'm as I'm wallowing wallowing away on a fucking burger. Oh well, yeah, you know we've had a prime. You know, <laughs> speaking of prime, hopefully Young Dukes hasn't reached his yet. Um, he's got a very spiteful subtitle, subheadline, whatever I'm the done. fuck we call it. I'm, You're gonna be aggressive I'm, I'm past my that's, prime, bro. That's that headline, whatever. That's my finest work right there. No, Ramon Reigns is your best. That's your, true, Ramon the Reigns. Greatest yeah, thing. That I think that's... you said that on Fightful, too. Did I? Because I, I think. Do you remember when they won the. I did say fr- that on Fightful. Because the Friday Night War happened, and somehow yeah. it ended up being. Yourself, me, and, and, and Jackie with Jeremy, mm-hmm. and we were doing like a, we were just popping huge at how funny it was that the bunny had like led them to this triumph on Friday nights. So yeah, that was when it was Ramon Reigns, and that was the name of our group chat for. It still is. It still he is. is. Still. Well, <laughs> it, it actually it says it's it's FKA Ramon Reigns. Yeah. Incredible. Solely so, whenever I get a message in that, it says Jack Crosby. Formerly known as Ramon Reigns or Joe Holbert, <laughs> formerly known as Ramon Reigns. <laughs> Works for me. Uh, Dukes, how are you this evening, mate? Tired. Um, yeah. Sick of professional wrestling, to be honest. Wow. I'm cooked, Look what bro. Done. Look what we've done I'm to the kid. He's I'm mad because this guy got cooked in the main event. No, I'm not. I'm not. He, and also, he didn't get cooked in the main event. That shit was good. They both cooked, but I thought he was very good in that. Yeah, segment, I must good. say, I fucking good. hate the world champion so much. Eddie Kingston? No, Seth the Rollins? AEW world champion. Oh, the AEW yeah. world champion. Oh, Punk's left, bro. Not the real one. Oh, <laughs> the fake one. The fake one, yeah. Uh, the Burberry one. Nigel McGuinness should go rogue on commentary, including the fake world champion, <laughs> and throw his headset down. <laughs> True. Um. Nonetheless, we'll circle back. First question of the night. Matty, I'll start with you. How much or how little development do you think we get to the who done it angle on Sunday night? I mean, this is very intriguing. Um. So, I'm just going to tell the whole. So, Uh-oh. of course, my reaction to this last night because I'm an idiot is for at least 20 minutes or so, it didn't even cross my mind that it was anyone other than MJF. Yeah. Um, it's just like, oh, it's MJF. He's the devil again. Um, Did you throw your hands up when you said it? He's yeah. the devil again. Yeah. Like, um, well, I mean, it's you. Him, him being the devil again better than what he did last night. But um, And then I've decided, yeah, okay, this is a big whodunit. And now I've decided that um, it is going to be MJF, but they don't want us to think it's MJF. Um, so I could see, I think clearly Jay White's going to think it was MJF. So that's probably the next development in this thing. Um, and he's going to vehemently deny it. Um, but yeah, my my expectation is still that it's Max. My also, I will say that the funniest thing that happens in professional wrestling, and this isn't a, this everyone does this, no matter either side, whatever, all that crap. Whoever was in that actual thing last night doesn't have to be who people, the reveal. Yes. People going, oh, that looks like 
Bro, it's probably fucking four indie dudes. Like, yeah. Like, don't some, worry about some, it. Someone said it was Britt Baker, which was the funniest one. <laughs> like, they do that shit all the time. Like, it, fuck. All right, sorry, baseball. But, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I like the idea. We'll see where it goes, what the payoff is, whether it's worth it. Um, but I thought it was an interesting idea, if nothing else. Yeah. Wrestling who done it's a very fun. Yeah. Wrestling well, fans, right. they, they dig in. I mean, they're never like very seldom are the payoffs are actually good, but well, it still can be yeah, a fun ride, yeah, you know? I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I've been scarred by wrestling who done it ever oh, yeah. since they unmasked who were aces and eights. <laughs> like that <laughs> whole thing fucked me up. Maybe it's them. No, like it. No, I'm. I'm serious. Yeah, it's that fucked me up because I really thought TNA. Like I bought into the fact that TNA had something, and when they unmasked, and I was like, "Oh my god, are you fucking yeah. serious?" They like, were all bad reveals to this day. Do you remember when they did the one where it was, where it was Mike Knox and Mike Tanay was like, "Oh my god, Mike yeah, Knox!" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ!" The, the chat is is presenting the theory. That normally I wouldn't argue with at all. That that they don't even know who it will be yet. I would agree with that normally, but Max is involved. Oh yeah, he knows. So him. I yeah. guarantee you, they know who it is already. It's uh, some question about good who don't. Does it count? This is okay. I'm gonna be very careful. I word this because I know how bad this angle was. A good reveal pop that was was a very bad idea, but was a good pop was when Dallas took off the mask when he was the stalker. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good. The payout, the, obviously, it, yeah. where it went sucked, but in the moment, yeah. that was good. Yeah, that I'll was like that. a great. That was a great angle, at least. Yeah. Um, traffic of other. I mean, obviously, who done it, it is not the best. Along, you know. Austin, it was me all along. <laughs> Indeed. Oh. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Young Dukes, what do you make of wrestling? Who done it? More specifically, what, what do you think the, the uh, the reveal is coming up here. Uh, I'm going to age myself because the only wrestling whodunit I can think of is remember in the pandemic when they just found Mox laying backstage and we thought it was Kenta? Yeah. That's the only one I can remember. Who was it? <laughs> I don't remember. What are you, five? Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, yeah, close. Who was? Who did do that? I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know if they paid it off. <laughs> are, those, are those fellas still out there? Good lord, time you do say about that. Remember, um, uh, yes, was it the who was it that got attacked? Oh. That segment they did at the beginning of Dynamite once with Hangman and the Bucks, and um, and we were, we it was, yeah, I guess it was Blackpool Combat Club all along, but we were convinced that it wasn't Blackpool oh, Combat yeah. Club and there was going to be some angle, and then there wasn't. Mate, no. I had honestly <laughs> forgot that was even a thing, like that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that like, seemed like it could like, have been interesting. There's no way it's going to be Blackpool Combat Club. It's too obvious. And then it just, we were just totally, that wasn't even their fault. That was our fault because we were, we just decided <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, else. uh, it was funny because I was watching it, um, you know, on, on, uh, on DVR as, as, as I do. And, uh, like, you know, I, I just assumed it was over after the Hangman, you know, swerve thing. And, like, I kind of like looked down or whatever. I was like playing a video game. And then all of a sudden, like, oh no, what's going on backstage? And you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> the execution <laughs> like, was very. And they're like all wearing the mask. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? 
And at first, I thought it was Jericho that was getting attacked. Like, I couldn't tell. <laughs> God, that would have ruled. Oh, and then it was like, oh, no, that's Jay anyway. White. And then, like, and and that's basically how it ends is, like, Excalibur's like, oh, no, that's Jay White. And then, and like, they that graphic they, at they, the they, end. They turn the, they, they turn yeah. the camera, and then, it, and then it goes, like, it's fucking. It was very Bish produces TNA Impact, yes. I must say. Yes. And I, and, and I like that stuff, so it's whatever. Like, it's, it's cute, but, yeah. Um. Heavy hand, I think it's fair to say, with the yeah. little stack I, I, at the I end. Honestly, wasn't, it wasn't terrible or anything. It was just kind of oh. like, it's I special. definitely didn't expect it. You know, I definitely didn't expect to see it. AEW are definitely, time, they're expanding their play run. Go on, Matt, what did you say? That's the first time they've done the little after graphic thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. They're doing some different things with it. Too. Like, not all of it's for me, but you can tell yeah. they are trying to expand their playbook, yeah. which was something we, we complained because for a while it became... Someone's been interviewed, they will now be interrupted to self match for Rampage. They're trying to do different things, which I appreciate. Um, Jack, who do you think these people are? <laughs> I still think it's as simple as it's Adam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. so I, I, th- I think it really is that simple. There was four guys and the I devil. think that we're going to get into a situation where somehow, somewhat, like, Ed, like Adam from what Fightful and Sean reported, like this is like Adam's injury is legit. So he's going to have to take some time off. I think they're going to run something where Max and Roddy become friends. Mm -hmm. Like they've, they, uh, they start to like each other little by little, which can kill time. And then they finally get together. And then when it's time for Adam to come back, Adam is revealed as the, because I, I do like I, I know people will they'll they'll break everything down little by little and they'll go with their conspiracy theories. But the one that I did buy into is that the devil mask above Adam's locker after all in and not Max's when they were having that conversation. That was the tell all. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. man. If somebody went back. And after they had that conversation at All In, in the locker room, um, the one they aired on Dynamite, yeah, you can go find it. The devil mask is there, but it's above where Adam is sitting, not Max. Interesting. More. Interesting. Again, that would be another thing I would write that off. But no, that's Max that's, is involved, so it lore. feels very possible. Yeah, yeah, that like that's not lore. Like well, I know people like is. like like the Bray Wyatt stuff. That's not no. That's not lore. Mm-hmm. If you look up the definition of lore, that's not lore. The last <laughs> big, the last Dude, big look who up done the it. I remember of lore real quick. Uh, like uh, the last big who done it was was when NXT did that five years ago, right? With Aleister Black getting attacked or whatever. Or, or it's either or that or the the Roman Reigns one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with with um, Eric Rowan. Yeah, we we'll try to kill you him. You want the definition? Shoot. Bish is back, and then it, Bischoff wasn't even involved. Yeah, go ahead, Dukes. A body of traditions and knowledge on a subject held by a particular group typically passed from person to person by word of mouth. Yeah. Jack's right. That's not That's not. That's lore. an Jack's, Easter egg. Jack that's went, an yeah. Easter egg. It's not, it's not lore. It's an Easter egg, yeah. I'm a fucking editor for a living for one of the largest companies on the planet. Like, I know my Damn. definitions, if anything. Jack's a good editor too, because he's he uh he got me to realize that it's a shambles, not in shambles. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed, Jack, I've 
I go wow. out of my way to use that now. Ace shambles. Jack's very good. We don't say that enough. Well, He's very good. Well, fair enough. Um, is this the big angle, fellas? It might be. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hollywood Hogan? It's Bobby Fish. It's a great rib that the big angle's got your guy Max involved, though. And bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to do the big angle, it is MJF. Oh, for He's... sure. It's totally yeah, how his brains is that's, that's definitely true. My 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 question about Max is like what what is his contract? Like is this oh. 2024 thing still legit or like what's going I on? I don't think so, but he's, he's signed through 2037. He's <laughs> fuck. He's managed to like like none of the reporters have said otherwise, so I'll just roll with it and say, Yeah, I guess it's coming up in January. I don't believe it is for a second, and I actively, you know, understood otherwise for a while, but I don't well know. I guess I guess either way, they're go- like they're going to have to take it off him soon. I think the- Jack. They're apparently doing the the pay. Well, I don't know if they're going to be called pay per views anymore. Whatever you want to call them, premium live events. Yeah, I don't want to call them that. On, on December 29th, which is literally will be the last show that they run of the year, and so that where it's either going to be. Max is leaving and he loses the belt at the end. Yeah. Or or Max wins and like if, if he's still a baby face, Max wins and then he announces that he's staying. I don't think it's a coincidence that that show is literally like the last show they can run. Like they know, Tony's he's a starcade pervert. Right. Like, I know yeah. I know every show. I know every show I usually take a shit on Bob O'Neill. You do that a lot, yeah. I, I do, even though, like, and then I'll say I love him. Can I do it again? Yes, yeah, go for it. He's not here. <laughs> because literally can... last night, he's like, he sends me, I love you, Bob. He sends me this big thing. He's like, that was great, the segment. I was like, yeah, it was. It's like, Jay should probably win because if they're going to do this 2024 thing, you know, they should probably take the title off him. And I, I let him go, and I said, "Bob, they're doing a December pay per view." He didn't answer me. Wait, hold on, hold on. Fuck <laughs> that full gear. Fuck that full gear was the last one. But, but that would mean they're not doing the twenty twenty four thing, wouldn't it? Well, what is that no, if, no, if they're no, doing no, the? 20... No, no. Bob's logic was, if they're if they're doing the twenty twenty four thing, and if full gear, which is normally the last pay per view of the year, yeah, go ahead. you take it off from that. I got you. But I came back. I said, Bob, they're they're doing a December paper. He just didn't reply because he lost. What oh, fucking coward. <laughs> no, like he he had a great thing. Like the whole pitch, it was great. Like it was like his logic was it, great. Did it involve Shelton Benjamin? But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Bob, but they're doing a December paper. <laughs> and it yeah. might even be on Max. Yeah, I think it's going to be on Max. Max on Max. Max yeah. on Max. Oh, oh he's going to cook with uh, that. Maybe, oh probably not in a way we'll like, but he's going to cook with that. He's going to explain the whole thing. You see my name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to tell a story about watching The Sopranos on HBO when he was uh. when he was a kid. Yeah, he was cutting his promo last night, and, and my dad goes, why does he always have to take it back to when he was a young man? <laughs> Fair question. Fucking real. <laughs> Yeah, it is fair. Um, okay, so more specifically, this match with the Righteous, it now is a handicap match. Um, 
I don't think Oracle. it's going to end as a handicap. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of moving pieces here. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um, Oracle, I'll start with you. What, what's going to happen here? Are we going to get a real handicap match? Are we going to get something with Roddy? Are we going to get something with the masked man? Is Roddy a masked man? What's happening here? Tell me. Well, <clears throat> I don't think we're going to get a real handicap match. I think there's, you know, I, I could see it starting that way and Max does his, you know, stupid kangaroo kick and shit. You know, the fans pretend to like it. Um, pretend. And, and then, uh, go off. going through it. Go off, Oracle. Go oh, off. I, just, I just don't like Max, man. <laughs> Me? Um, that's what I like. I'm sorry. I, like, like Dukes comes out. Or, I, I fully bought into MJF. That kid is going to make fucking gazillions of dollars in this industry, and people are just going to hate him. Oh, he's 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 really? already on the way for uh, you know for that type of success. I just I'm just not a fan. I don't I don't, I don't care for his act. I love Max. Um, he's ambitious, you know. I, I I I admire that, but I just you know. He's a trial. Yeah, <laughs> he gives he's it his best. Tries. Yeah, fair enough. So no no real handicap, and then what? Do you, what do you I, I could honestly see a scenario where Roddy comes out and he's like, "You're, you know what? You know, like, you're my you know." You're my best friend's friend, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to team up with you. And he's like in the neck brace or whatever. I made the match. I could see some comedy, you know, something or another. Roddy making a hot tag on. Just happened. One of those fellows could be interesting. Jazz um, just tied a game with one out in the night. Hmm. Owned in the rain. It just started pouring rain in the middle of his bat. Um, Dukes handicap mm-hmm. match. What are we thinking? I don't care. This fucking wow. sucks. <laughs> wow. You're, what's happened to the game? MJF, he fucking he sucks. He sucks. He's still on my gimmick, man. No, I was rude. <laughs> I, I was cheering for this. I was cheering for you, bro. I was letting you go off. I wanted you to go harder. <laughs> Looking... you're, more, you're more sour and morose than I am. What's going on? Probably. All right, let's get into it. Was You've been leaning in this direction for a while, but was the promo last night the fuck? Was that it for you? Yeah, enough? it was full 2013 Dwayne. That shit fucking sucked. He might as well oh call Jay White a fucking cookie puss, bro. He was, the, crowd was, the crowd was chanting tofu. They were chanting tofu. Oh, my God. All his lines fucking suck. And he's not even, like, corny to the point where, like, it's funny. It's just like uh, I don't want to watch it anymore, and they're all fu- it's all it's always twenty minutes long. It's very it, it was very long. Oh my very god, long, yeah. it made me uncomfortable. Jay White does ten times better promo in a third of the time, and Jay White's just cool. MJ is so lame. Now let me ask you something. Oh no, am I getting worked, Jack? <laughs> You're not getting worked. Is that- Max went on for so long, and he fucking tr- and I knew what he was doing. Tr- what were people talking about at the end of that promo? Jay White cooked him. Jay, yeah, that was done on purpose. Yeah, but that's bad on purpose. Which is, it's not stupid. bad on purpose because people were talking about how good Jay was. No, Jay's fucking awesome. So but people were talking, but but I don't people- think. But More I don't think last MJF has to go for about 20 what minutes. Jay did at the end of that promo because of how Max teed the ball up for him. I no, that's not why I was talking about Jay White. This works. I'm in the middle here. You have to learn 
that you are you are the minority. You have to Jesus. work with everybody else. That felt anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Joe can Joe can attest that I made kind of the exact same point Jack did, except I didn't do like bad on purpose or anything like that. Um, <laughs> hold on, sorry. What happened? Go go. The Marlins just took the lead in the ninth inning. All right, go to hell, Bob. Um, <laughs> so. I do agree that the segment was clearly laid out to make Jay look good. That was definitely the purpose yeah. of the segment. I 100% agree with that. That is one thing that I think Max does not get credit for, is he often does set these promo battles, whatever you want to call them, up for him to lose them. Like, he did it with – who was the other one that I Ricky. said, Joe? He did it with Ricky. Thank you. Like that is one thing that I will give him credit for. Like he that was definitely yeah. set up for Jay to cook him, which I think Jay did. That said, <laughs> and again, I I will also acknowledge the fact that Jack is right that a lot of people like it. Yeah. Like we're not um we are in the minority. The shit's over as hell. Yeah. Like I will sure. say that even if I don't like something, generally when it's over, it's hard for me to get too mad about it. Because I'd be like, look, it's not for me. I don't necessarily get it. That being said, I thought I thought that thing last night was one of his worst promos in a long time. Yeah. I agree with Dukes with the comparison to late stage Dwayne. where. Yeah, where he's just saying ridiculous shit to try to yeah. get the crowd to chant it. And it's not really that productive. And, you know, I, I hope as this feud goes on that we get more of the serious max where he actually, you know, makes it clear that he thinks he's better than Jay white. Cause when max does that, I think he's pretty good. Um, but I have seen people under this impression that like, Max was trying to fucking bury him last night, and that is not no. what that was. Like that no. was that segment was set up you, for Jay to win and look good in the yeah, end. You sure. found the happy you found the happy medium there between Dukes and I because you're right. I I do think Max went a little too far, yeah, to try to get the job done. And he, he gets and, too cute and, by and, miles at times. He did where he was like, "All right, I'm like I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. I get right. because he knew that." Like the climax was Jay coming in and and Jay nailed it. By the way, like Jay fucking murdered it. Oh yeah, like once that, he got rolling, Jay, like that was the that was where I turned to my wife and because I, I I had told her the whole story about how WWE forgot to call him back or like what whatever during WrestleMania season where like Triple H and Regal were on him and they were gonna bring him in like it was so close. And then the merger stuff happened. They just forgot to call him. I said, that right there was Jay's promo of you fucked up. Like that right there was Jay telling them you fucked up. The bet, the way I put it to Joe earlier is that Max was doing shtick and Jay did a pro wrestling promo. And yeah, I rewatched I, I rewatched Jay's part today. I couldn't rewatch Max's. <laughs> And I will say, even like when Jay first takes back over the segment, even he kind of does shtick at first. Yeah, he and, does all his catchphrases. And then it and then it takes off, man. And he like he goes to another level. 
And even Max is Max. One thing I'll give Max is he's very good at selling false confidence where he looks like you can, I don't know how to explain it, but it looks like he's trying to stay cocky, but you can tell it's fading. He did that against Joe too. He did that really well against Joe where it was like, he was trying to be tough, but you could tell he was kind of like, Oh fuck. And he did that a little bit last night. I like that part of it. I mean, Jay convinced me and he would, I would not have thought this before. Jay convinced me that he should take that title for Max. Oh, Jay should win the belt. He's he, not going to. He, he convinced me. Like, he should win that belt. Yeah. I just – I think I just missed on this entirely. I didn't think Ibram were good in this segment. <laughs> 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 I thought Jay just did his entire catchphrase catalog and was like, I'm going to win the belt. And then Max stood there. And I was I was just left I, – I don't know. I mean – it was delivery, I thought. I was probably for me. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I but I just I like the I crescendo know. of kind of building to him. Mm-hmm. Everyone kept telling me, like, oh, you're gonna love the segment Jay lights him up. And I oh, I knew better than well, that. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what, I don't know. why don't I try to bring us all together? And this theory of those mass people is David Finley in current books. Oh. I oh, how's that bringing us all together, oh, you oh, piece no, of no, shit? I'm going to bring us all together by saying we will stop watching. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, yeah. it was – look, the general take is it was – it worked. It got over huge like all of these Max promos do. I would be happy to never see another one again. That's my, that's my honest opinion. Like, objectively, crowd that's loves not- it. They're 20 minutes long, and he takes fr- – his whole point was just like, you suck, Jay. Like, good Lord, man. Yeah. Get an editor. Get Crosby I, on the fucking case, you know? That stuff's too long. It is funny, too, because I like – I'm my own editor. I hit the fast-forward button. <laughs> <laughs> when I Because I talked to Joe this morning before he'd watch the show, and I kind of explained the segment to him, and I kind of said a lot of the stuff you said, Jack. And then as soon as I finished it, I was like – I don't remember what I said, but I knew Joe wasn't going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you're going to come away with a completely opposite opinion of mine. Yeah, yeah I wasn't a fan. The thing is, um, it, 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 it's funny because, you, like, Max has his persona, and then you hear about all the backstage stuff about how he really cares. So, like, when Max goes out to do some of this stuff that he knows can make money, he might try a little too hard. And that's what he did last night, I think. I yeah. think Max went out there and was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I really have to drive this home. And he just, he, he, went, he went really too far. He's just, he's so heavy-handed with the shtick right now. That's the thing. He's, that's the only, like, and it works, whatever, but it's just, it's a lot. Um, before we move on, Dr. Thurs gave out few uh, five, gave out five, I'm sorry, gave out five community subs. So if you got one of those, I saw... So I just thanked him then. Um, please do so. Please thank Dr. Thurst, who showing love here to LNG. We've got subscribers again, guys. We're back. Maybe Dukes is going to get paid this month. Maybe. Can I say Time something else about MJF? Maybe I have last. never seen a paycheck. Bro, you work for one of the biggest media companies in the world. Fuck. Oh, my <laughs> you God. said so Meech. yourself. <laughs> Meets just gifted five subs. My God. Good Lord. We're cooking. All right. So Thank old. you, Meech. We'll I didn't biggest. know you knew how to do that. He's such a yeah, good dude. Fair. His, his daughter did it for him. Yeah. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> they went to a uh, fucking rain delay with two outs in the top of the ninth. In the top just, of the ninth? Just took the lead two to one in the top of the ninth with two outs, and they went to a fucking rain delay. 
Oh, my God. Is it Meech's birthday? <gasps> are you one? Are you two? Are you three? We'll we'll night, four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Longer than um, that Max promo. Meech is the man. Shouts Meech. Uh, what was you going to say, Duke? Shouts out. How did you say it? I don't know oh, yeah. The, um, the pre-tapes with him and Adam Cole fucking suck. I hate them. Yeah, I'm over. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The end was the end was almost worth it though I will say yeah the, with them all raising the beer or whatever that was beast yeah but... and the fucking shot of Paul in the damn <laughs> yeah it's already saved in my phone I've already used <laughs> it as a reply today <laughs> Paul looking pissed in that fucking rubber duck <laughs> what around what around his head the big man that was, that was so good a classic run um okay Matt what's gonna happen in this match with the righteous. I think so. I think the match is going to start as a handicap match, but it's not going to end as a handicap match. I do think Roderick Strong is going to come out. Um, Max will refuse to tag him at first, and they'll probably get desperate and tag him. And Roddy will come in and run wild, um, take his neck brace off and throw it down. And then, um, yeah, I I will say that as much as Max drives me crazy. If this just stays a handicap and he beats the righteous clean on his own, then God bless, he's a fucking beast. Oh, that's um, yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. But yeah, I think I think Roddy gets I involved think, here. I, Triple think, H. I yeah. think the seeds were planted for that with Max finally understanding, you know, you can have yeah. more than one best friend. So Roddy's gonna do the same thing. Well, I understand that you're friends with Max and there's and there is guys, there's precedent. For taking a tag team and then having Roddy replace them in an injury and becoming a better tag team. That's if true. I've seen that before. That is true. That's true. Shout out to the big man, Bob Fish. That is true. <laughs> Long term storytelling. Bobby Fish is yes. under the mask. There you go. That would honestly roll. If he pulled his mask on and did the mustache twirl, I'd I, pop huge. I tweeted, I have to shout out Kiwi because I tweeted last night the picture of the devil face guy and then Bob Fish. music. And. And Kiwi said, Kiwi said, fake, he would never wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough about Bob. All right. I like um, Manny's theory about why it couldn't be LFI. Did you see that? No. Because people were speculating it could be LFI, and Manny was like, there's no way Roosh would keep that mask on. He'd rip it off. Yeah. Yeah. So my prediction here, I think they work a handicap match. They put the boots to Max, and then the masked men come out, minus the devil, and help Max win. I therefore, like yeah. therefore, suggesting to everyone that Max is behind this, and he completes his innocence oh, on Wednesday. So I didn't know nothing. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I've watched a lot of that Eric Bischoff TNA stuff, but I'm pretty well versed. Um, that sounds exactly like what they would do, Jack. Right? <laughs> Aces and eights TNA. <laughs> that's so absolutely does. what they would do. <laughs> Because when they did the Ace and Ace angle, like every week they positioned it like it was someone else, but yeah. they would help someone else, and it was a whole. So, that yeah. was so frustrating. Like that, that was that Aces and Ace era of TNA was probably the most I've ever been invested in TNA because I was like, oh, I, I, I like I yeah. said before, I think they got it. I think they got it. They had some genuine momentum at that time. They like, did. You look at their houses yeah. in like 2012, 2013, they were getting going a little bit, but then the reveal killed it. it oh, shame. the reveal was so bad. When when you do a year long angle like that, you have to have a big reveal up your sleeve. You have that was, to like that was a year of yeah. like who are these guys and they just <laughs> keep. 
Yeah, and the, the first big reveal was Devon, and it was like, uh oh, here's here's Garrett Bischoff, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so um, I got Max winning. Has everyone got Max winning? Yeah. Or Max and whoever. Yeah, the righteous. None of neither of the righteous are pinning Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Are they? Let's be honest. Well, that's the funniest I mean, outcome now. Dax the Axe once pinned MJF, and then what that happened? That was when that was an Oracle sent me an all-time great Oracle text. Dax Harwood has pinned the world's champion. <laughs> <laughs> Factual. <laughs> um, okay. Tremendous. All right, let's move on here. A uh, match that was added last night. I like this match. This, this gives me WCW mid-card energy with this one. We got, we got a chance to give a guy a win. Absolute Ricky Starks and Wheeler Utah. Yeah. Putting it at 10 minutes or so. Keep Ricky rolling. That's been a big issue with Ricky, right? As he's kind of they get he gets hot and he gets called off again. Seems like there's an effort to keep him in the ball game this time around, and this is a chance to get him a win on pay per view. Uh, after being a guy who's lost much, you know, most of his bigger matches, um, I like this. I don't think it's going to be a classic or anything, but I thought you know I think this should be a good wrestling match and a nice buffer between bigger matches. Ultimately, uh, Dukes, Ricky Styles, will you? What do you reckon? I'm excited. I think Ricky's uh, Ricky will win. I think he kind of needs one after losing to Brian twice. And I thought Yuta's promo on Dynamite was like actually really good. Yeah, he had like new like confidence in his voice that he usually didn't have. I agree. He 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 showed a little bit more, a little more edge, right? Mm-hmm. Was, Adam. Yeah, well, we'll get into him later. Adam um, Cope, baby. We'll get into this you know later on on this day. Um, if you don't like it, you're going to have to cope with it, to quote Contrarian <laughs> Alex. Shit, I just said Alex's name. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck. Uh, should we just move on, Oracle? Oracle, turn your camera off. Don't let them see you. No, don't leave me on Oracle. you got to stay in the ring. Oracle, you still have Willie Uter and Ricky Starks? Matt. Matt. Yeah. I just mentioned Alex. <laughs> oh. Hush. Hush. I don't think they know. Um, anyways, <clears throat> you know this is this is this is going to be a good one. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Did I die for a second? You're back. Yeah, you're back. Okay, it's going to be a good one. You said so, it's it's a running bit at this point. Yes, you're fine until you start talking. Yeah. You said it's going to be a good one, Oracle. So pick yeah. up where you left off. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, it's true. This is the first time they've kind of followed up with Ricky because he had the thing with Jericho. At the, you know, at the beginning of the year, he won the match, but he did. He won both matches. <laughs> yeah, I forgot there was even a. I forgot there was a second one. Um, but then the, you know nothing happened. Uh, you know, collision started. Obviously, the uh, the punk stuff went down. Transition to Danielson and the BCC, and you know, looks like that program's still going. And and uh, is very good in the ring, and 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 Ricky's getting better in the ring. I think. Uh, I, I think he's definitely got his character down. I, I think his ring work is definitely getting better as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he was great in the. I mean, he was tremendous in the Danielson feud, and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty hard hitting. Uh, you know, action-packed 10 minutes. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, nice. Like, there was a couple of these on the last show in Chicago. We, um, Man, I were lucky enough to be at where there was actually, like, 
traditional mid-card matches on that show that just got like a little bit of time, which is saying they even their best shows sometimes that's been an issue where it feels like it's everything has to get its full allotment of time. It's like this is a nice way to just buffer things, 10-minute wrestling match, have Ricky win clean and, and move on. Um Matt, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I like this matchup. Um <clears throat> I, I really like the fact that the Blackpool Combat Club is kind of just used as needed. They appear to just be baby faces again now. Um, I actually thought Wheeler Wheeler's promo last night was yep. damn good. Um, maybe I can get past the fact that he sounds like Seth Rollins now. <laughs> bro, bro, close your eyes the next time he talks. Wheeler um, freaking it, Utah. <laughs> oh um. Freaking. This is a good matchup to do because it, it's a it's a win for Ricky. Wheeler is is good enough to be credible, you know, and make it a good win for Ricky. Um, Ricky is 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 having a career year at this point, basically, well, career however months since Collision started. Um, I have no idea when his contract's up, but he's making himself a very rich man as we speak. Um, I'm very. I'm fascinated to see where things go for him. Um, I have a theory, without getting too bogged down on this, Definitely. that that the 2024 year is going to be a a. This isn't even a really outlandish theory. This is going to be a year that wrestlers make a lot of money. Um, yeah. Because, like, for example, let's just say Ricky Starks this is a perfect example. I, I really think he is the perfect example of what I'm about to talk about. Losing Jade is probably, and I want to be very careful because I've been very clear that I love Jade. I'm very high on Jade. In terms of their TV product, it's probably not the biggest loss in the world for them. Perception-wise, yes, it's a huge loss. And they can't afford to have very many more of those. The last thing that you want, and they're never going to be this because they have more money than anyone's ever had that's competed with them. I even include WCW because it's Tony's money versus a you know corporation. Well, it's his dad's money, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you cannot have you cannot have this perception that you are a feeder league yeah. for the WWE. And I think what that's going to lead to is a lot of Tony's own talent is going to get. Very nicely paid in 2024. Yeah. Someone like Ricky Starks, and he still may go. You know, I, I the interesting thing with Ricky is he's never really said anything that would make you think. You know, like he's been very careful. Like people, that was why it was so weird to see people go after him because he's never said anything. That said, WWE is going to have interest in him. Sure. I mean, we had that report, which, you know, those reports can mean anything, but I, I believe that to be true. Yeah. So the question is, how does Tony see him? Is Tony going to say, look, I can't, we can't lose this guy perception wise. Yeah. So I'm going to pay him an absorbent amount of money, you know? And I, I think there's a real chance that Ricky is one of those guys where he, even right now he may say, Hey, when I'm a free agent, I'm gone. But then you get those contract offers. Cause how, and I'm not. How much is WWE really going to pay Ricky Starks? How, what do they see Ricky Starks? It's hard to say with the yeah. Endeavor shift. It's yeah. so with, hard to say with Endeavor. It, that's really, really hard to say because yep. 
Endeavor is very well aware that contrary to the UFC, WWE is a television product. It's a television show. So, like, these are different. Like, they are going to treat these differently than they're going to treat UFC fighter contracts. So, like, if they're going to go to WWE, like, if WWE comes to Endeavor and says, listen, this Ricky Starks guy is a star. We can make him into a star who is going to bring money into this, into our television operation. And see, that's my, and I don't, I know that's not what you're saying. You're just talking, and this is not a shot at Ricky because I'm very high on Ricky. I'm not convinced that they're going to see him as that. I'm, I feel like they're going to see him as a, as a guy that they want on their TV show. But I don't know that they see Ricky Starks as a guy we're going to put in the main. You know what I mean? Like they're going to see him as like. He's got Cody's a. Big yeah, Cody, exactly. yeah he's and got then a huge ally Cody, in Cody yeah. for sure. But like you said, shoot, how how does Tony see him? Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm because I'm not sure he sees him that way. But like, exactly. If, because next year, you're right. Like the same things we criticize WWE for hoarding talent. Oh, Tony AW, could fall Tony into that same that. trap of all right. I'm going to pay Ricky Starks a shitload of money to do nothing. Yeah. So. I think one concern is before we move from this because it is a worthwhile topic, but there's so many unknowns, right? But I would say there is, you have to be very careful to your point, Matt, of leaning a certain direction with signings like Edge while a signing like Jade goes the other way. Because while it's not fair to Edge, there is a perception that comes with certain signings. Yeah. And if it is time next year, we're we're reviewing it, we're previewing an AEW show that has Sheamus on it or Dolph on it or whoever, they're great talents. And Sheamus may be a better wrestler than Ricky Starks, is a better wrestler than Ricky Starks, if we're being quite frank. But that word you use, perception, right? Mm -hmm. If suddenly you're just hosting guys that have had their run up there and want to chill out and have a nice schedule, yep. meanwhile, your hungry guys are saying, let me go make the real money, that's that's a dangerous territory. And again, that's a complete what if. So I'm I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And someone in the chat like, like. Tony Khan basically turns AEW into NXT. Exactly. That's that's the concern. It, yeah. It, the, the success, the effective NXT, right? You're actually starting to make real stars for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always the concern. Yeah. And I would like someone in the chat said that Tony clearly doesn't care about perception because of some of the, like, I think in this instance, I think this is a little bit different because this is yeah. perception of your entire company versus perception it's of your product. It's also the war, yeah. which he's big yes. about the war yes. and all that stuff. Um, it won't and be black the, and white. Look, like, there's going to be guys going back and forth, oh, but yeah, yeah, there's going to look. AW's going to lose people. I, I, I tweet like, if you're <laughs> someone like me who only watches one product, you can't get too invested in that. That, like, you know, if like for Ricky Starks, just because that's who we're talking about, if Ricky Starks leaves and goes to WWE, I will be bummed. I won't be mad at him. <laughs> I won't be like, oh, I hope this dude fails. I won't, you know, I hope he, if he goes to WWE, I hope he fucking is awesome there and he becomes world champion and he has a hell of a run. But the flip side is the, the perception's one thing, but like I said before, they're never going to become TNA because they have too much money. Yeah. They, they are going to get people from WWE that we probably would never expect. I'm not saying they're going to get a top guy or anything like that, but every single situation is personal. You can't put a blanket statement on anything. You know, there could be there could be someone in WWE right now who has a good spot, solid push, 
but they're not happy for whatever reason. And it could be anything. They could work with someone who they don't like and they, and, and, you know, W and AEW comes along and they get a comparable offer. Or it's someone who says, look, AEW is going to pay you pretty much the same money and I'm going to work way less days. Like when, when I was 11 years old, if you would have come to me and said, Hey, that stunning Steve Austin guy, you see him? He's going to become the biggest star this industry has ever seen. I would have said, get the fuck out of here. I love stunning Steve. But That'd I, be I bad language for no, you. But the, the biggest star of this industry, I would have said, yeah. get back. And it happened. That's why we need the movement. You never know, yeah. But yeah, the, was... the, the thing about, that's the thing about wrestling is that you never know. If you would have told me two years ago, like two years ago, I thought Eli Drake was dead in the water. And now, like, Jesus Christ, he's about to yeah. become the biggest star in that company. Yeah, people are way too quick to dismiss things. Like, you and don't like, know, like we you don't know, and everyone is so quick to go, that's the next guy. It's like you don't know. Yeah, that's that you the guy know. that's circled that way is rarely the actual guy. Right. Yeah. That's the beauty of wrestling. Do you quickly to answer okay, this? Yeah. Absolutely, Ricky is a more valuable asset than Seamus oh, himself. I was yeah. just making the point, like, like if Manny the Hooper was on the show, he'd be like, "Fuck Ricky, Seamus is a better wrestler." But we were talking perception, to be clear. Um, I love Ricky Starks. Like, I think you know, yeah. I mentioned earlier, but, I, but his in ring your, still has a ways. But yeah, to hmm? your point there, like, say Seamus does end up in AEW. Yeah, I get the perception thing, but for him right now. That might be the better fit because That's what's interesting about it, yeah. he's taken off the road. He could calm down a little bit, have these big matches if he yeah. wants, like only wrestle one, like once a week, maybe once every two weeks, go to Japan. If he wants, like maybe, oh, we like, agree it's better, yeah. like, like maybe it's better for Seamus to just after how many years, God, 15 years, yeah, 15, 16 WWE to go. Yeah. All right. But I have this option to go to this place where I only have to go to TV once in a while. I, I'd love to see I want. Yeah. Oh, He's man. done everything he can do up there. And the idea of him wrestling, you know, some of the New Japan guys. Oh. Seamus and Ishii. Eddie Kingston oh, yeah. match is obviously compelling. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. And that's, again, this is what we get back to. And we'll put a bow on it with this. That's why it's great to have options. Because a wrestler's run will inevitably come to a natural conclusion. Yeah, um, that's the big like. Even like, well, you however you, go. however you feel about Max, even if you're really high on Max, Max does not need to be on AEW TV for 20 years. No, nobody yeah, no needs does, to be yeah. in the same company for 20 years. Like, yeah, we the movement's good. Yeah. Now, yeah. if it gets too one sided, then obviously that becomes an issue. Um, but I just there's only so many spots <laughs> in either. Though, so, like, you're gonna it was, see. It was very one-sided for a long time. And WWE came yeah. out a bit hotter. Yeah. Because it's next man up. Like That's I always use the example. I really, you. I really think, and I especially in the age of all like when we watch everything about them throwing out TV contracts like it's candy. And I'm not I, I'm really not doing a bit here. I could really see if someone with the money had it, a third promotion prop. Popping up. Uh oh. <laughs> Not Freddie uh -oh. Prince. 
But I could like if someone wanted to get into this that had the means, they could do it. Like, I just to... don't know if there's a. I think the talent's there, but it's the viewer that worries me. I don't know if there's if people want to see more wrestling. You know. Yeah. No, but y'all, so like the viewership numbers aren't really the end all. Be it's like like top viewership numbers aren't. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. if if a streaming service like it, say an Amazon or something, just wanted to get into wrestling, and they found the the guy with the means, like they could do it, and then you can give people a third option. I'd love it. I just like everyone wants this w like WWF versus WCW, but I think maybe in this new age, especially with the way TV's going, you could do a third. I I would a love it. I just don't up. know. I don't know if there's space in the wrestling week anymore, man. It's the top, the big two do three shows each. It's fucking insane. It is. No, it, it is. It is a it's lot, crazy. man. It's like, crazy. Like, I love wrestling, and I watch like two of those shows <laughs> front to back. <laughs> you know, I don't. I Rampage. I will only watch Rampage if one of my like top five favorite professional wrestlers is on it. You know, like I can't do it. Um, Raw. I'll, Raw is actually like pretty good. I'll skim yeah. for it. Right, I haven't good. watched SmackDown for a while. On the DVR, Raw's, Raw's pretty good. Yeah, I watched, this week's I Raw watched, was great, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I watch it. My WWE viewing is probably SmackDown. Just because it works for your week, right? Works for my week. Yeah. And yeah, like Mondays, I like the Monday night football games are good. So I watch those. And I've super fallen off with SmackDown since I did the, the Uso split because like the Jimmy <sighs> stuff is brutal. I can't. Well, the it. thing that got me on SmackDown is I'm invested in the LA Night thing. Yeah, yeah. Collision, like, Collision and yeah. Raw are the two best are the two best shows. Yeah, Collision's core is still like probably my favorite like little group of talent going in the game. I like almost all of the guys that feature on Collision frequently. Collision's on a terrible night, and I always have to watch it like Sunday or Monday. Yeah, yeah, but that I, was a great bit that they did their best Collision ever. When I had when I was watching Ohio State, that was a hell of a lineup. I'm glad they got a good rating for that. I'm a, I know I'm on an island. Well, I don't. I'm not on an island, but I know like with some a lot of the people that I follow, I'm on an island. I think AEW's product's been considerably better since they since all out. Um, I agree. I don't I think. Mean, it's, I'm not saying it's incredible, but I think it's been one thing. I was talking to like I talked to you, Joe, about is they they're more focused. Yeah, no, it's good. Well. Good is subjective. Good is always subjective, but they're more focused and it's much more coherent. Yes, and the two and it, as much as I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna retroactively pretend that I didn't like when Punk. You know, come on, that's stupid. But Collision and Dynamite feel like the same promotion now. Like they still are, they're still different. Yeah, but they at least feel like the shows are tied together, as opposed to being. You know, you got to go one way or the other. And they did that weird middle ground that I don't like. If you're going to do, if they're going to be totally different, then they, you got to do a full brand split and and not do the thing where, you know, somebody's on this show. So like, yeah, you either you either have to do a full brand split or the shows have to be tied together. Um, and I think they've done a I I think we're seeing um, proof of concept in ways that doing monthly pay-per-views, big split shows, whatever you want to call them, can help a promotion. There's just less time to fuck around. Like, you have to fuck. And I think the build to Wrestle Dream 
has been more focused than they've had in a long time. The mm-hmm. Hangman Swerve feud is one of the. It's obviously it's short so far, and we'll. I, I'm guessing it's probably not going to end at Wrestle Dream. Well, I'll say this: they've actually built to Wrestle Dream for the four weeks since All Out, instead of going. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a show in five days. Well, that's the thing. Get you don't have a choice. Matches. You don't have a choice. Of course. Yeah. You know. This was the so, easiest and, thing and to see coming ways, ever. It's probably better, although I don't really, I don't know how much I'm, as they keep adding shows, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to drop 50 bucks on all this. Well, shit. I don't think you're going to have to much longer, but yeah. Nah, but I think that's coming to an end. Yeah. But like, you know, when you have more shows the way that, the way Tony books, it's probably better to have like 10 or 12 pay-per-views a year. 100%. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's it'll, it'll make the product better overall in the like, long term. Look, I get most things wrong, but I was very quick on this. Doing five hours of TV a week with quarterly pay-per-views is fucking insane. The quarterly pay-per-view schedule is when you're doing like a minimalistic TV show. They're doing five hours of this thing, and they're trying to produce like high-level TV. It's hard, man. I was always bullish on the pay-per-view increase. Obviously, the big point, the key was how much it costs, and hopefully they're going to figure that out. Um, I don't know. I mean... I, I think it's a very interesting time. I think it's a much better product, a much more coherent product. It is not necessarily a product I like much, to be honest. Yeah. It's very, to me, it's very like AEW does WWE TV right now with how many yeah. promos there are. I don't disagree and, with that. That's my biggest, would be my biggest knock on it. Yeah, and, I, and there's a reason I don't watch WWE TV in full because a lot of that stuff I don't want to watch, you know? So it's like, yeah. and that's, and that's, that's fine. That's, like, that's, I mean, granted, I'm busy, but that's, you know, that's why I like the DVR so much now. I've been doing yeah. that for like, a year, year and a half now, and it's like it's, it's wrestling it's very you know, talky. so much easier. Yeah. It's so, it's so content based yeah. now. Both promotions, it's like it's <laughs> so much easier to just because also you want to have you don't want to be the miserable fucker who like watches every minute of it every week and hates it. I don't and understand you, those people at all. Exactly. So for me, it's like yeah. like my my mindset on it is just like I'm only going in a different direction from the show, and their audience seems to like it. <laughs> I think it's there's early trends that it's like gonna help them, and that's good. But it doesn't mean I have to watch it or like it. I can just as an adult watch less, you know. That's what, like, look, man. If you people you watch wrestling however you want to watch it, but like if you watch Dynamite every Wednesday and just tweet that it sucks, like that's on you, man. Fucking like at, th- at this point, that's on you. Like if you watch Dynamite every week and you're like this shit sucks, bro, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like that's your fault. Is there any other kind of like if you had some other TV show, like a sitcom or like a you know cop procedural, and you thought the show sucked, would you keep watching it every week? Like that doesn't make any sense. You'd watch one episode, be like, "Bro, this shit sucks, man. I'm not watching this again." You know, like I just I don't get it, man. And, And then it's also you know like there's also people who don't watch the show. But I've got to fire their takeoff every every. Oh, this show well, sucks, bro! You didn't even, like. All right, but Bob's not here. Chill. <laughs> no, he's. The reality is, there is so much wrestling at your fingertips, and after I thought Dynamite sucked, I had a free half an hour and fired up fucking alleged Google drives to watch Lon Anderson wrestling. I mean, it's just a great time. You got you to embrace what you want to watch, bro. Then we have a culture of people who are like, oh, I'm oh, watching this to review it for my YouTube or something. Like, All right, you know, your residual. That's the way you're talking, Joe. The fuck? <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got myself off that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. 
My favorite is when people do that and they pretend they get paid handsomely for it. So. That's the, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it for my job. It's yeah. like, no, you're not. I get I get paid to review this bro. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see them offers. Ain't worth it. Huh? This things will go exactly the way things went with WWE for me. The second that my wife doesn't want to watch it anymore, I won't watch it anymore. <laughs> like yeah. it's that simple. I, I impact guy off that. I won't watch wrestling anymore. Like wrestling to me is a shared experience. That's you're, like, that you're diseased, bro. You have wrestling. You see your blood. That so part of it you. is true, though, Joe. Like if I don't have anyone to talk to about the wrestling that I'm watching, I immediately lose interest in it. Just make like, imaginary friends like Dukes and I do. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. See, bro, I have some great conversations. I'm fucking cooking on a Wednesday, <laughs> you know. My favorite, my favorite thing to do now, and of course, Joe and I are actually friends, so this isn't a real thing. But my favorite thing, thank you. Really? My thing is like <laughs> when I know Joe doesn't like something or doesn't, I just keep talking about it anyway. It it's fucking beast. It, yeah. <laughs> I just send him Ring of Honor recaps. What were you taunting me with the other day? You were taunting well, me with some. Well, the best thing I ever did was the. Uh, are you talking about the Daniel Garcia thing? Yeah. The pictures. Indeed, I'm talking about that. Yes, Jack, what you saying? No, it goes both ways because in the group chat, Joe and I will talk about something WWE for like 20 minutes, and shoot doesn't True. say a fuck. I just word. lay out. You got to give Did me he... credit on that, though. I don't come he in here. Call, I, know, I just lay out. Word. No. <laughs> we will go on for like there's like yeah. 30 messages. Shoot doesn't say a fuck. I just word. lay out. I don't come yeah. in and call you guys pieces of shit. Or <laughs> I just lay out. It'd be funny if you did, though. Um, speaking of pieces of shit, Alex Averhunt is at ringside on Sunday. He's in a fatal four-way tag team match for a future shot at the world's tag team champions. The Young Bucks, the Guns, the Lucha Bros assisted along, alongside them, the aforementioned Alex Averhunt says, and Orange Cassidy and Hook are also in the match, recently formed tag team. Um, this is honestly the only match in the show I don't want to see. But I'm sure it'll be a party match and fun, you know. Yeah, I think I do think last night's Fatal Four Way probably took a couple of years off my life, so I'm gonna have to, you know. <laughs> I like that threat both, man. At least Triple Threat had some fun, like Brian. Triple Kane. Threat was, was yeah, Audio I like the Triple Threat. Yeah, but Cage like, was good in that match. I, I really like when Brian Cage and Claudio like went at it. Yeah, yeah, they should have a Fatal Way, man. Was just at some yeah, point, it was a stick. At some point, do we need to have a conversation about Nick leaving Matt behind? <laughs> Just tell I, look, I've mind. always liked Matt. Like much like Gallows, he's good on podcasts. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> he's trying his best. No, he's. Yeah. I think his arms really limit yeah. what he can do. Nick genuinely. is so good. Nick, yeah, is, Nick was awesome in that match. Like, I, you know, yeah. I'm not as high. I'm not that high on the Bucks right now, but he was fucking awesome in that match. He's great, man. Yeah, he's absolutely great. I like that match a lot. The full hour was bad, but what are you going to do? Um, Penta being left to his own devices while Sting Gum was fucking <laughs> reprehensible. I've had enough of him. I'm sorry. I can't do it anymore. That's no Joe match. I just said, I've had enough of it. Get him out. Oh, that <laughs> was fucking terrible. No, it went what, on for ages, too. I think, I, I, I'm sorry. As, as someone who, like, back in the Lucha Underground days, Penta, uh -huh. Penta that man, he knows the system. He yeah. knows the system. He knows how to work the system. God bless him. He's fun in theory and pops me because he doesn't give a shit. But I have to admit, I've reached a point where when he's wrestling, I'm just like, enough. 
That Joe match, I swear it's still going on. I think they did a Broadway. But anyway, who's just going to win, Dukes? The tag match, the Young Bucks. Yeah. You know, there's some in full, full gear in California. They're going to win, yeah. Yeah. The Oracle of Wrestling. Mm. Who's going to win this fatal four-way extravaganza? The boys from Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. Have we got a clean sweep here? Jackie, are you on board too? Yeah, the Bucks. My God, Bullets. The Bucks. Are, well, my immediate instinct is the Bucks, but part of me is like if Orange Cassidy and Hooker in this match, then they're winning it. Um, the And the one thing that was interesting to me tonight, and it could be nothing, is Ian made it when they when Ian was previewing that match he made a point that like this is a title shot that the team can take whenever they want so this doesn't necessarily mean like this is the full year match or this is like you could do the bucks and orange and hook as like a tv main event yeah in like two and weeks so, yeah and then still do the bucks at full gear if that's the plan um well don't they have this anniversary show gimmick coming up next week yeah they do yeah they got some interesting shows because then the following week they're on tuesday night head to head and that's gonna there. That's gonna be a big show because they're calling it. They're, I think like every title is gonna be on the line on that show. Um, when so, uh, the tenth, Tuesday the tenth is title Tuesday. Ten ten ten. Yeah. Well, ten ten twenty three. <laughs> but yeah. Bound for glory. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we know so far is it'll be whoever won that match that they taped last night. Please don't put it in the chat. And versus the. Oh, yeah. Soraya for the title. Um, we have to watch Rampage for that yeah. and uh, Rock Romero. This is this is Rampage, baby. Yeah, Becky. Becky will definitely be having. I I, I think Becky's going to retain against. Oh yeah. Stratton, and then she'll be on. Uh, Who's going to wrestle? To steal the ratings from. Trish Stratus again. Oh, What's God. the funniest match they could do later? I don't know. Jade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I am surprised. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do on that front, but it feels like Becky being the NXT champ allows you to kind of cheat the system with Jade and actually have her do NXT without anyone noticing because she's working with Becky. Like, kind of yeah. run from my mind, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, Buck's gonna win. Like on the show, this will probably be very fun and will be a good party match. You know, it's like it's just not something I'm anticipating because party time. Indeed. I wonder if they just do Bucks FTR on that Title Tuesday show. I think they're going to do it in Cali. I'm but pretty sure. Orange and Hook versus FTR would make sense for that Title Tuesday gimmick. I mean, there's a real chance the guns win, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they pinned... One of the guns pinned Cash at the Chicago show. And I, Kevin Kelly just said... like He basically just assumed they're going to get a title shot. Well, he doesn't know anything. Well, yeah, but like I'm stocks. just, you know. Well, Joe's coming he, around on him. Oh, he's back. Yeah, they have the but, same politics. I, I think he won. I was going to make the same joke, dude. God I bless. think he won best announce last year in the Observer. Well, Moro yeah. won that award too. So, <laughs> who did? Moro Ronaldo. Oh, he was very good. Stop. Yeah, I may have to leave. Stop. He fucking sucks. Yeah. Will you stop, Chris Statlander? She's Jordan good. Hart. 
AEW TBS title of the world. Julia Hart um, win. Listen. Clean in four minutes. I don't agree, but she's connecting a level that makes it like... If she won, I honestly don't have any beef with it. Yeah. People she fucking really, rules, man. She, she, had louder, rule. she had louder chance than Willow last night. Yeah. yeah. The presentation and rules, out. and she's getting good. Yeah. This is still it's a hard gimmick to wrestle with. But she's doing pretty good. Yeah. Oracle, I'm coming around on this. What do you think? I think she's turning the, Willow, she's turning the Willow match. The Willow match is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I obviously don't love Julia Hart. Um, but I do Howard. think it helps with like Brody being being like her second. That dynamic that's, rules. That's helped the act a lot for sure. Indeed. Who's she gonna win the belt? She might. I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they gave it to her. Um, yeah. Chris has been awfully good because she had those matches, that, that, that one-two punch where she main evented with Jade and then with Britt, and both those matches were pretty decent. So. You're right. Um, and those are those are two tough opponents to to have right. you know strong, you know, really strong matches with, and, and she pulled it off. And Julia's kind of... Um, <laughs> Wording on that probably could have been better. <laughs> Beat is crazy. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so you know, I, I think I think, and again, Julia's gotten better, but I, I definitely think Chris can pull something out really good because, like I said last week, when she had those those really good Jade and Britt matches, I thought Oracle. I thought, uh, did you see what the acclaimed tape machines gave that match with Jade Cargill? No, four, four out of five, brother. Four from tape. He's right. We're talking premium professional wrestling right there. Shout out to the great tape machines. Matty Bullets. Jokes aside, Chris Chris should win here, but I would not be mad if Julia won. Um, Statlander's phenomenal. Um, It was weird because, like, obviously, you know, she's a woman in AEW, so they cooled her off there for a while. Um, (laughs) But they've heated her back up. I I liked the piece of business they did with jade um to come in you know obviously probably wouldn't have done it on rampage but i have a feeling there was reasons for that um i like the way they treated jade and send off and how they did all that just to get that because i haven't talked about it on here but um yeah i this match has a chance to be pretty damn good um i don't want to get too hyperbolic on how good julie is now because you know it's not like she's a top tier worker or anything but the improvement the improvement and the combination of her level of work with how over she is makes it a good package. Um, she also has one of the funniest theme songs in the history of wrestling. Yes. People love <laughs> that song too, man. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I'm very high on her. She's so young. She's only 21. Like, she's got a bright future ahead of her. Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Um you know, but she's probably going to be the leader of the House of Black soon. So, beast, <laughs> House of Hawk, brother. I think I think they should bring Malachi back and have her kill him. <laughs> 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 she just like there should be one of those no. vignettes where it's just her holding his head underwater, and then we never see him again. I'm, I'm not proud to admit this, but I think I watched that video that Malachi posted around nine times in a row before I like. Really reached a conclusion on how I felt about it. Right. Incredible delivery, intensity in the eyes. I mean, if he could do that in his promos, he'd be the world's champion right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Do you see it, Dukes? No. 
Did anyone else see this this video he posted? No. Jesus, I watched it like eight times. It was incredible. Yeah, I am convinced he does not want to fucking be there. Really? He shouldn't have signed a seven-year contract. He did. Yeah. I'm convinced he doesn't want to be there. Dukes. Well. Dukes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a good. So here's a good comp. Let's say tomorrow. Oh. Tobias Harris to the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> walked into the front office front office and was like, "Look, I think I'm going to hang him up." <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna get you out of your this contract. You're gonna get this salary cap space back. And and Maury was just like, "Well, hold on. That's like if Malachi wants to go, fucking let him go, man. You, you get, you're getting a bad contract yeah. off the books. It's the same yeah. thing. Like yeah. it's the same thing. Like you know, like what Comcast used to do. And you signed a, you, know, you signed a Comcast bill or or like a charter bill or whatever, and you're in a contract with a cable company. And you know, you just want to get out of the contract, you know. I mean, I, just, I, I can't mean, fathom having having a dude who can barely move under contract for five more years, and him being like, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore," and not being like, "Well, fuck yeah, man!" Like, you, uh, honestly, I honestly, mean, like, I get, I get I give the him a gift basket. I get the signing at the time, <laughs> but honestly, if I'm Tony, I tell Malachi go. Yeah, go. Well, I don't know. Still some big business to be doing in that triage division, bro. There's some money to be made over there, you know? Could work with a dark order. <laughs> you, you fucking asshole. The actual reason he hasn't given his release is because of the precedent. We all know this. It's dumb. I don't agree with it, but that's why. It's because he knows other people would then come in and like, ask for their release, like, you know? Like, should we have a conversation about he and Andrade? Let's leave Manny out of it, brother. Yeah, he's beast. He's the, he should be the next fucking world champ if you ask yeah. me. Roosh. Both of them. Fuck it. Yeah. They can share it. Roosh. Nothing's nothing for me is gonna top Malachi saying he doesn't know where the rumors about him almost retiring due to his back came from. <laughs> when it's literally a fucking that, quote. That's so beast. Yeah. <laughs> like that fucking rules, man. That's real grabs. He's honestly he's reputation among Peers is tremendous, so I wish him nothing the best. But I think it's pretty obvious he should not sign that contract. I don't, I'm going to only say that. And, yeah, like he he you know. seems like I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything. It no, no, I'm with you. Like professional, like yeah. he made a bad decision. He's good. Yeah. And generally speaking, honestly, not even generally speaking, pretty much in every situation, I think they guys should be let out of their deals because it's fucking wrestling. Let's be honest, Malachi Blake is not going to move WWE's rate in a point. <laughs> It's not no. gonna, just let the guy. That's my honest take, but I get it. Preston, so, and so on and so forth, whatever. Um, I mean, I've, you know, my, no matter what, at the end of the day, my opinion is if you can fire someone, then they should be able to I get mean, a 90 day notice like, and leave. Yeah. It should be a two way street. If, when CM Punk goes back to WWE, it's not going to be a fucking 2 million viewer. Well, it's, it's not going to. 10. Yeah. yeah, 12. The masses, the colliders will come back out, all 400 of us. <laughs> We're back. Like He's going to take over main event. It is. It's so stupid. It is dumb. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is so dumb. Yeah. yeah I, I tend to agree. Um, this is where they should do trades, bro. Pick up the phone. There we go, to, yeah. Man. Talk to Nick Khan as soon as on the board. 
Can I can you, I get me some? Uh... Do you have any bad contracts you need to get off your books? We can do a. Oh, they got a few of them. I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um... Listen, I know a lot of people who work with Nick Khan. He'd be up for it. Like if oh, he could, yeah. he'd be fucking up for it. Who's spooky in the WWF? I don't know. All those Judgment Day dorks. Finn Balor. No, Finn they're not. They're, they're not spooky. They're just. They're, they're like all over the place. Triple H books them like the Horseman. That fucking he does. Dude, he does. That tweet. Or a thing I sent you. Yeah. I hold on like, now. I got I a good trade. I got a good trade. <laughs> I got a good trade. Okay. All right. Ricky Starks to the Fed. Seth freaking Rollins to AW. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Like what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, hold on. Hear him out. No. <laughs> Seth freaking's a big star, brother. Go fuck yourself, all of you. <laughs> Do you have I'm anyone? Res- I'm resigning from the late night grand effect. The funniest bit in the world would be Seth Rollins going to AEW, becoming Tyler Black, and becoming fucking awesome again. Well, and popping good. shoot. That's not gonna happen. That would be vulgar. Yeah. I don't want that. The Seth Joe, freaking MJF. Joe Jack, everyone shoot my TV. To be very clear, if Seth Rollins came to AEW. And he was Tyler Black again, and I liked what he was doing. I would never admit it. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I would just quietly enjoy it on the TV show while sending texts to the group chat that said this guy fucking sucks. Yep. <laughs> Who's on the train? I've known you so long, you would never admit it. Never admit it. Fuck that. I'll admit when I'm wrong sometimes, but not that far. Who, who's on the trade board in New York? The trade block, sorry. No one. They were on the trade block. They just would have released them last week. I don't know, man. There must be some guys in the middle, right? Killer Sheamus. Cross. Ugh. Sheamus. You trained with the NWA. <laughs> can, we do, can, can we do? Can we do? Spooky Malachi for Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so they can work collision every weekend. I'm in. Coming back. All right. Um. We need a we need a meeting where we we pitch Gallows to be a manager. We just like Carl yeah. Cook as a singles. Either that, or we just put him in there with enough killers that he's forced to make the decision himself. Yeah, there you go. And wrestle Roderick Strong every Saturday. <laughs> Why am I wrestling Roosh again? <laughs> it's, it's Carl Anderson. There's some, there's some pretty take, good trades out there. For example, you can, one one lazy worker for another. Penta for uh, Shinsuke. Like, well, he, I'm in on that one. I mean, yeah, that's a good trade for AW, I think. Carl Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, are they right underneath Kevin Nash as the smartest wrestlers to ever live? Like, package them together. Like, goes Kevin Nash. And they're smarter because they haven't been convinced to be bookers and get, like, you know, books wrote about them and stuff, bro. Like, they ain't got to work, you know? That's why I said number two. Number two under Kevin. I'm in there above him. Really? Kevin took the booker gig, man. He had to go to meetings and shit. Imagine how lame that was. Yeah. No, I did, I, no, I think Big Kev. No, I think we have to adjust, like, adjust the scale for, like, what, like Kevin pulled off what he pulled off when yeah. wrestling was way more popular. You're right. So, but on the other hand, I, he was popular. <laughs> and the other, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's so tough. Shoot, what do you think? 
This is tough. In their contract, they don't have to go to TV. Like, I they, hate this. Like, incredible. I hate this. Jack, this is not how you're framing the conversation, so I want to be very clear that I'm not talking about you. But I hate this thing where where people pretend that this makes these guys the best wrestlers when you have to actually watch them on the television show. Like, I, yeah, I that's not. I know that's not what you're that. saying. Yeah, you're not saying that. Like that. Like Kevin Nash. Yes, Kevin's one of the smartest guys in the history of the business. God bless him. But it, like people acting like he's one of the best wrestlers of all time because he did it. Like if you had to watch him on TV every week, then no. Oh God, no, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Um, oh. Yeah, I would, I would probably put Nash number one. But. Although Gallows and Andy, Nash coming back and getting embarrassed by Punk was was a choice. Um, mm-hmm. Again, he, did, he got paid for that though. Yeah, he's very paid. clear about this. Underneath guys who have it in their contract, they do not need to be at TV unless they're booked. Yeah, that is pretty beast. Everyone Same. in AEW has that though, and they don't even have it in their contract. That just happens anyway. Robert, in <laughs> AEW, you don't have to show up if you are booked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You get one of those, this person will speaks graphic. You just make a call and say, I'm going to do a pre-tape. Send me some, can you <laughs> send me like, some camera, man. Can you imagine, like, I don't, I'm not, like, somebody eventually is going to jump from AEW to WWE and they're going to get, like, their little schedule and be like, well, hold on. Yeah, Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been there before. He knows. He, schedule, he just like, assumed his wife was just... <laughs> Just out getting the shopping, or he doesn't know where she's been. No, I, the whole weekend. I like what Shoot said. Some of these guys that have only known AEW are gonna go there and be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> be like Lee Johnson or someone. I've got to be on TV every week. What the <laughs> I fuck? Have to, I have to go to fucking Toledo. Getting their getting their PC well, scheduled after after reporting on AM. Watching like the Total Divas gimmicks, you know, and you'd see all these people back there on TV. <laughs> this person hasn't been on TV in three months. Hold what on, I have there? to work seven shows Christmas week. What the fuck is this? Bruno, if you're like, if you're not on TV, you gotta just go out to Pritchard and go. I'm, I'm going home, man. Fuck yeah, this. That, you know? that just makes those WCW contracts in the late '90s even crazier. Like, you know, right. some of these guys are getting paid like two hundred fifty thousand dollars to sit at home and not do anything. Lanny Poffo is the best ever. Beast. Oh, Never got used that, once. Yeah, Lanny. Beast. Lanny's the he's the goat. To be clear. Yeah. That is one of those things where for some of those guys that fucking sucked because they wanted to work. But if you didn't want to work, yeah. that's fucking beast. Yeah, um, most of them didn't want to work it up. Exactly. That is, that's a mistake that, oh, why are they mad? They're getting paid to sit at home. Well, they actually want to wrestle. But <laughs> if you're fine with it, then God bless, man. You got a great gig. Yeah, but Lanny at that point, like like oh, something yeah. like Lanny, he was Lanny's how old? Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> he was years out of relevance too. <laughs> he hadn't been the genius for like a decade. <laughs> Poor beast. Um, did we all pick Chris Statland? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Eddie Kingston versus Katsuyori Shibata for the beast. Ring of Honor World's Heavyweight title and the Strong Openweight World's title. Um, intrigued by this match. Shibata is at a different point in his career, obviously. Um, insert melts a joke here. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I think this should be really good, but I do think this this could be a slightly weird style blend, you know, with where Shibata's at this point in, in his career. But we shall see. I'm optimistic nonetheless. Jackie, what do you reckon? Eddie wins, but like you said, like Shibata's at a weird point in his career. I think he's going to... He's going to make Eddie look really, really good. 
and that's not a knock on Eddie. Like Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston. And he's become a world champion before the end of the year. Like I told you in January. And you you lost. Definitely got little, you, Matt. Whatever that bet was. I told you it was a, this was going to happen. That was exactly what you predicted. You're right. I told you. At Grand Slam, too. Yeah. You almost there. Mm-hmm. Um, almost there. Well, you didn't quite say. I mean, you, you kind of thought you were going to beat yeah, MJF. You going to beat Max at Grand Slam. Yeah, you didn't quite. You know, Ring of Honor does not say you were talking about much then, but it's fine. Listen, as Take far as wrestling predictions go, I was as, close yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You should take your victories. Um, um, so you got Eddie winning, right, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie wins. Works for me. Um, Oracle, Eddie, should any faults, mate? Who you got? I think Eddie wins this one. I think the match will roll. I mean, it's, you know, um, Eddie and Shibata will, uh, you know, cut their, you know, do their selling and make things breathe and it'll fucking roll. And I'll probably text Joe, Eddie Kingston fucking rolls. And he'll go, yeah. Yeah. Joe will text (laughs) you back the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I thought thought it was pretty good, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we get some Bloodsport Eddie here? They work them out a little bit. Remember when he worked Bloodsport and he had that hilarious get up on? Incredibly tight singlet he tried with. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that'd be fun. Um, Dukes, what do you reckon? Uh, Eddie's going to win, but... Shibata becoming like the triple crown champion would be very funny. True. That would be very good. It'd be a good bit. Now, is it worth doing that bit or is it going to win? No, Eddie's going to win. Um, yeah. Shibata doesn't even work for New Japan at all anymore, right? He's an ROH it's guy. Very yeah. strange. The so it's, whole like thing it's, hard, very it's hard strange. to see him winning a New Japan belt, even though it's just. It's, it's oh, Eddie's definitely winning. Yeah, Eddie's going to win. Um, Shibata, you know, obviously I'm not even that familiar with with prime Shibata sadly, but I've definitely, you know, he wrestles on ring of honor some, and he's been getting, I don't want to, I guess better feels insulting, but like I've liked his matches more as the time has gone on. Getting um, sharper. Yeah. So I think this match will be really good. Um, I don't, if people are expecting them to beat the shit out of each other, I'm not sure that's what you get in a Shibata match anymore, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it, right? No. But it should be it should be a fun one. I'm excited for it. Um, but I definitely think Eddie's winning. Um, Shibata's been very generous in this run. Um, I mean, he lost to Orange Clean. Um, I think he. I don't think he's lost any other time. But he makes the guys he wrestles look really good. He got. Did did Garcia roll him up on that go home for Forbidden Door? Do you remember the Forbidden Door go so. home? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. This will be yeah. this will be a very well paced match, kind of slow, yeah. but like a lot of yeah. like it won't be very like, long either, right? Yeah. Like it, it'll be it'll, it'll be a lot of like selling and like kind of emoting and stuff, which is what Eddie and and Shibata, you know, they're they're very good at that. So they probably go about yeah. ten, right? Yeah, twelve, yeah, ten, twelve, yeah, ten, twelve. Yeah. Um, the dream scenario is they recreate Shibata versus Junakiyama, beat for beat, but they won't do it. I'm not sure that would be much of a dream for Shibata at this point in his life. No, it wouldn't. I, I mean, dream probably... in the sense of, like, I want it to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, Bruce is right. I think we are going to get Shibata and Danielson at some point this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah final so. battle makes a lot of sense. But Shibata's, 
you know, yeah. very easy to do business with at this point, right? He does. He yeah. said he doesn't really give a shit about losing. So, no. the thing where um, Tony loves him too. Yeah. The thing with Shibata is like I love how Tony Khan, the dork that he is, is taking such good care of him because he's the one of the three musketeers. Yeah. Who didn't like pan out the way they thought, which is why I hated New Japan recently like issuing the fucking press release or whatever they did saying here's the new three musketeers because tanahashi nakamura shibata you know shibata's never been iwgp heavyweight champion like it's yet like people they love him they respect him and he's fucking awesome but he didn't reach the level the other two did right and he was nearing it when the injury happened, he because the MMA so thing close, set him back man. so far. Yeah, absolutely. So close. Yeah, 100%. Remember, um, remember when Eddie worked Uncle June on that? Oh, hell yeah. Show? Oh, hell yeah. I was there. I remember. That ruled. It rocked. Shabbat is an interesting one for me, too, because, like I said, I wasn't really watching then, but I remember him being the guy that, like, even the people who pretended to hate New Japan wouldn't dunk on that guy. Like, Shibata was the one guy that didn't really get dunked on. <laughs> The reason is, is because a lot of people that wasn't into New Japan in that time didn't like the way it was kind of westernized, and he was the complete contrast to that because yeah. he was a guy who you felt like you could trace back all the way back to the roots of the promotion. You know, I mean, um, yeah, because you know Tanahashi <laughs> was like he, and yeah. just because the timelines were the literal same, like he was John Cena, like Tanahashi yeah. and Cena, like like that for me, I've. I don't think I've ever said this on here. Like that, like when people say pro wrestling dream matches, like Tanahashi and John Cena, that is the dream match because they are the same person. They literally are the same person. And Nakamura, like he westernized it because he was he fucking loved Michael Jackson. Yeah. And and Shibata was just like, nope, I'm just like trunks get the fuck out of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it seems like Eddie's going to wrestle Hanare in Vegas next month for for New Japan Strong. So maybe a grin along potential on that one. We'll see. Um, all right, up next, this is the match I'm most looking forward to on the entire show. Cannot wait for this. Two out of three falls. TNT World's title on the line. Yeah, baby. The champion, the instant classic. Christian Cage, obviously Darby Allen, who is. I think it's fair to say the greatest TNT champion in AEW history, right? You kind of look at his overall body work as TNT champ. These two had a really good 20-minute main event on Collision. Um, Been interacting frequently. They've actually got some juice out of this in different matches and different interactions, which I think is saying they don't do enough, honestly. It's like one and done all the time. We've got some TV out of this, and it's all been good. I like their sit-down a lot. I have nothing but positive things to say, and I'm very excited to see them do the dance. Matty, what do you reckon, mate? Christian and Darby? I'm real fired up for this. It's Darby in Seattle. Atmosphere is going to be incredible. Um, I adore this Christian run so much. Um, I do think we, I do think we sometimes, not us, but like in general, the wrestling community, whatever you gets a li- does exaggerate a little bit as far as like how underappreciated Christian was. But it, it's really good to see him getting, like, this run where everyone's just like, yeah, this guy's the fucking man. Um, 
I'm really excited for this match. My, I think either either what we're getting here is either Darby's winning clean in Seattle, but I don't think that's what's happening. No. I think what's happening is Edge is going to help Christian win this match. I think Darby, even though they didn't officially announce it unless I missed it. Oh. Darby. What? Okay. Darby kind of goaded um, Christian into the idea of Luchasaurus not being at ringside, which to me felt like a tell. Um, I've been a big proponent. I, I'm sure I, I think it was you I said it too. Like, I'm a big proponent of Edge recreating the one-night stand thing with the motorcycle helmet. Um <laughs> And coming in and spearing Darby and then taking the helmet off. Um, but yeah, this I'm so excited for this match. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, Darby's one of my favorite workers in that company. Christian's one of my favorite workers of all time. Um, we've already seen them cook once before. This stip just opens it up for them to have an incredible match. This is gonna be a blast. Um, yeah, Nick Wayne is the other option. I ah, hope that doesn't happen. Out. But it does feel like he's going to turn at some point, and it could be here. Having him turn in Seattle is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I I'm excited for this. They were I, it will shock me um, if this goes wrong in any way. And I you know I I'm not as low on Nick Wayne as everyone else. So if that is the finish, I won't be that mad about it. I'm actually intrigued by the idea of him not necessarily on TV, but legitimately getting under the Christian Cage learning tree and. And I think that could lead to some things down the line. Um, certainly early on, watching him do rest holds not that ideal. But, um, yeah, I, this is this is a really fun match. I'm really glad they're doing it. Um, like I said, I'm just – part of me thinks Christian should be the world heavyweight champion. Um, but this, he's probably in the perfect spot for him right now. And it's just – it's really nice to see somebody still getting, like, this legend run while they're still – I mean, I don't want to, I guess he's not in his prime, but he's still so damn good. He's so good. Like, and someone, I could argue he's better than he's ever been, which is crazy well, to say at his age. But, like, yeah, his prime was pretty good, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing how close he is to it, but his yeah. prime was fucking incredible. He's also someone who benefits greatly from the structure, like, well, structure is the wrong word, but like the schedule of AEW yeah. where he doesn't have to wrestle all the time and he, so yeah, this is going to be a fun match. This I'm excited for this show specifically for Darby, and then I mean we'll talk about Swerve later. But like, there it's going to be awesome in Seattle seeing them both. Um, Dark Dukes, you're in for a bad time on Sunday night when your boy gets booed the entire match. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm ready for it. I want it. It's going to be fun. He probably will lean into it. So yeah, yeah. I go. I think the finish is the other way around. I think. One one ref bump, Christian gets the belt, standing over Derby, and then you hit on this day. Yeah, Adam think, Edge yeah. comes out and helps and and costs Christian the match. I think. You don't think they do the, the tag run? I think you do the match and then they, then you do the tag yeah, run because Edge as a heel is you can't do Edge as a heel, man. They he even tried it in the fairies. People love Edge. Yeah, I don't know why fair. they do. They love him. That's my like, I. I love the old fucker. I can't pretend it, but like I don't. I want to see him team. I don't really care about. They're the gonna match. team. They're gonna. Yeah. But you got. You like if you do the match, then gonna, you can do the hand. Edge Cage. I think he's gonna be Adam Edge. Copeland. Yeah, I he'll be Adam think. Copeland. He's he's doing the acting and stuff, right? <laughs> Big like, Cope. Yeah. That's a JJ um, special, to be clear. That's Adam Cope. Big Cope. Big Cope. Yeah, indeed. Cope with it, folks. You're probably right. Yeah, you can't pretend it is a heel. Also got his music, bro. 
I know everyone hates music distractions. You should be able to, right? It's not a Fed song. I don't know, though, because sometimes they, you know, if they purchase the rights to the song, I have no idea. We'll see. Fuck them. I just want to hear no, Mike I think, I, say. I think I saw. He can, he can use the song. I'm going to be honest with you, mate. If he can't use the song, you might as well tear the contract up because the yeah. song is about 80% of the act at this point. People like singing oh, yeah. the song. And apparently, or, I mean, WWE, respect WWE to him, but... doesn't own or, Rated R Superstar either. They could just bring back the better theme, which was the Rob Zombie one. JJ's right. They used Cult of Personality, but there was also a seven year gap where w, if WWE yeah. had a deal with them, they probably didn't renew it versus. Edge was just there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, know I how just... that works, genuinely. So, see, I, I personally, I, I like the zombie theme better than metal. Zombie the cranberries. You would. Zombie. Do you like the, this fire burns better than cult of, cult of personality? Absolutely Jack? not. That sucks. Okay, good. Sucks. Good. Good. <sighs> Those people scare me. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see so many people being like, Randy Orton should bring that theme back. It's like, what the fuck? What? Anyway. Jack, who's going to win this match? Damn it, Kiwi. We're usually on the same page, too. It's a good theme song, man. It's not a bad theme song. It's just cult personality is better. Yeah. Um, Christian Cage, Jackie? Yeah. Do we get Adam Edge? Yes. Very coy about this, Jack. Yeah, I think I, I, I just think that the, the whole dynamic of his contract ends on Saturday. Yeah. And he's coming. He'll in. do it. Yeah. If it isn't Sunday, it'll be Wednesday. I'm pretty confident. Oh, he's that. definitely like, coming. He's coming. Yeah. And they get I genuinely think he's gonna do the like I think he's actually gonna slot in as FTR's third man in these fucking eighty minute main event trios matches, which is gonna be I'm going to have to try so hard to enjoy those. It's going to take everything I've got, you know? Juice Robinson snatching a headlock on Adam Copeland at minute 35 <laughs> of the main event of Collision. I I don't like Edge. He's, he's never been my thing, but I respect that he's a legend. No, for sure, yeah. That's where I am. Like, he's never been my my jam, but... He is a legend, and and also... I respect him. He's got, he's playing with house money a little bit with me with that Sheamus match he just had because that match was unbelievable. Yeah. Oracle, we talked about that, right? Like yeah. that was enough and, to kind of make me go. The same thing Jack did in that text message. I was like, yeah, not a fan, but you know, I respect the guy. And they did a hell of a job with that. If it was indeed his WWE farewell, which it seems it was. Um, Oracle, what do you think of Christian and Darby, and then about Adam Edge? Good. Oh yeah, this 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 feud's been awesome. Uh, this match will be great. I, I do think Edge will probably show up. Um. And uh, he's yeah. right, he's fingers yeah. freeze here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a scene. Uh, I do think they'll probably do Edge versus you know, I think they'll do Adam Copeland versus Chris. Uh, uh what is it? Nigel calls him Christian, Christian, Christian. Yeah. That pops Adrian so huge. Um, Nigel is so fucking good. He's fucking rules, man. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be Adam versus Adam versus Jason. Um, <laughs> at, at, at full gear, I think. Oh. Yeah, you're probably you're yeah. probably right, Joe. That makes sense. Because then you do the handshake and you do the big promo where Edge is like, "Let's go out the right way." Just, yeah. You know, and there could be a babyface tag team. 
Because Edge is going to want to do like that'd be a babyface match. If FTR might be heels by then, to be honest. Um, wow, Montgomery is in the chat and he's lashing out. He says, Man, "Quote Mark on the right." Ask the mark on the right. That's Dukes for anyone listening at home. Yeah. If you saw when a certain professional wrestler, that's Hangman for anyone listening at home, forgot their lines last night. Now, I did not see this. No, it didn't happen. Um, he's making it up. Yeah. But he's very, he's messaged me on multiple occasions about this today. So I'm not saying see he's this. wrong. I have don't they not do, for Monty, but... they don't have scripts, right? I think Monty's just lying. Depends if you're working with MJF or not. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> You don't necessarily, yeah. Um. Um. Anyway, Monty, when go Montgomery, right? Oh, swerve! What when he was talking about when he was like, "I have mental issues," and everyone was kind of like, yeah. "It was very strange." That was a strange yeah. moment that you know when he was trying to get his fault the, back. The second half of Swerve's promo was weird, but it was. Yeah. Swerve but then Hangman right fucking now. stabbed him in the hand, and I was back. Swerve is right now a guy who he's like he's got the right idea. It's just a matter of his execution coming together. But you can tell he mm-hmm. understands what he spoke. Like, perfect example, stopping Prince Nana doing the dance immediately, but waiting just long enough for it to get over. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. totally guy. And if you listen to his he did a podcast with Christian that is fucking I recommend anyone listen to this. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, man. And like so Christian, good. you can tell he's sincerely picking Christian's brain. And like it when you see that, you immediately then can notice how much he's like actually listens to Christian because he does a lot I, of the same things. So yeah. I said this what when what two years ago. WWE releasing Shane Strickland is going to prove to be the one of the biggest mistakes over the next 10 years. Like Shane Strickland is a top guy. He's very good. Yeah. Speaking of top, though, guy's a limit for him. He is top dollar? a top guy. Is top dollar coming in? Michael Cole must be upset. He Did you see that video he fucking posted? No. No. No, I did not. But he... All right, look. We're all friends here. You sure you want that money? If Scott he... Oracle, you should do it. That would rule. <laughs> oh, my God. The Dynamite review of the Oracle. Oracle on <laughs> Man, I might show up just to read the chat. Poor Charlie showing up to it talking about how good that Nick Jackson Ray Phoenix match was, and Oracle's just sitting there with his arms folded, <laughs> slamming his microphone stuff. into the desk. Yeah. Freezing. <laughs> it gets right to the crescendo of his big promo on Phoenix and Nick, and his, he just fucking freezes. Am I back? I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing I'm doing shoots earlier, but I'm just putting a comment on that puts me over. Yeah. This fucking top gun. Top dollar guy. He's a good wrestler. Shut the fuck up. This video he posted with the fucking smoking scars like, yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all what happened. Uh, Jack, don't do that well, ever hold again, on. please. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, everyone, calm. Can we all reset for a minute? Did you see it? I didn't no! see it. We don't know no- fucking top dollar content, bro. Jesus. All right. In the show. <laughs> right. Dukes, did you talk about this match yet? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. I don't good, think so. It? It's going to be good, all right, mate. 
Yeah, it's going to be really good. I love both these guys. They're like two of my favorite wrestlers right now. And uh, I think Edge and Christian is like a sneaky, like really, really big match. Like, I think it's kind of like underrated how big of a match. I agree completely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're right. Especially for like um, children my age. You know, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian is actually a really interesting scenario to begin with because they never really did the reunion and they did their matches when they were brand new as singles they never did them when they they did one match i think when he came back and they won in canada um they'll cook man yeah i do also edge Edge has never met his biological father yeah there's a real chance that christian has done this entire bit to set up for that which is fucking yeah unhinged yeah it's it's he's christian's nuts by the way, speaking of things I got right, Meech, you should probably remind people of this too. I'll just do it. How early did I say Edge would be in AEW? For real, how long ago? I'll never re-listen to these shows because we got everything else wrong in 2021, Late Night Grin. Yeah, you were saying um, that a long time ago. But that was a thing a long time, and people told... What did they tell me, Matt? They said I was wrong, didn't they? He almost went the first time. Yeah, oh, That's what I said. That's the only reason WWE brought him back is because he was going to go there. Yeah, because it, Edge was one of those guys that had that weird loyalty to Vince. Yeah, yeah. He literally, he, yeah, he basically told Vince, "I'm going there." And Vince was like, "Well, hold on." That's literally what happened. Christian, yeah. Christian's on the same thing. He said, "Go bless." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just probably like, just tell him, man. Like, just tell him you go, and he's like, "Fine." <laughs> Vince was like, "Good luck to you, sir." <laughs> um. Okay, let's uh, let's proceed here. Big time trios bout Christopher Jericho and the Golden Elite. That's Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. For anyone unaware, aren't they the Golden versus... Lovers? It says listed as the Golden Elite. No, they are the Golden Lovers. Why is Wikipedia listed that way? Dukes, Dukes. Why is it listed that Fix way? Fix it. Um, the Golden Lovers. I almost said something crazy, but I'm not going to. No. Okay. Yeah. Only, so the, only Kenny and Ibushi are the Golden Lovers. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, but it's That's Chris Jericho and... Oh, it says and Chris them. Jericho and the Golden Elite. The Don Callis family, which is Kanosuke Takeshita, Samuel Guevara, and William Ospreay. Will by God Ospreay. Um, the forecast for this is that by the end of this, Sammy Guevara is going to have a great performance because he always does in multi-man matches. And... Um, no one on this screen, but Bob may tweet Sammy Guevara actually is going to be the world champion. Oh. Um, he's gonna have a hell of a show in here. This match will probably rock, presuming and hoping that Abushi's okay. Should fucking rule, to be honest with you. Dukes, what do you reckon? Um, yes, I think this will rule. Kota Bushi has been unfortunate so far. In AW, um, yeah, that fucking pre-tape they did on Dynamite. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It was so bad. You just like, punched very his bad. Abushi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rolled. Takeshi doesn't know how to use props. Abushi like, rolled yeah. in the ring, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I figured out it was. A- I thought it was another young boy. <laughs> that that segment was so bad. I thought it was the only thing that ruled about it was the fact that it was raining. 
<laughs> when he was raining and Don had his, he had his umbrella. <laughs> Get in there! <laughs> the kettleball shot was fucking oof. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked that segment. It was so ridiculous that I liked it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, the Don Callis family is definitely a thing that is better in, in like theory than it has been in execution thus yeah. far. Like, yeah, bro. Sammy Don's Guevara is being like the big second member. Oh. It's also the fact that Takeshita is like totally, he just feels like a heavy that Don employs to do his head, rather than feeling like an ace. You Remember know? in the yeah. beginning when Takeshita would like end the promos? Right. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Well, that's kind yeah, of the story know. of Callis's career. Well, he's a piece of shit. Um, too, but yeah. <laughs> this should not, this should really be true. What's your finish, Dukes? Who drinks going over? Um, I don't know. Like on oh, one come hand, on. I won't. Well, I was gonna get there, bro. Look, let's be honest. No one gives a fuck. No I know. one's writing these down. Like, no one's gonna tweet you on Sunday. No, I'm gonna just, be honest. I don't have an answer because I don't really give a fuck about this match because I want Kenny Omega to do something else. <laughs> That's fine, but I'm trying to get a quick. No one watching this actually cares as to your pick. We just need you to pick something. So as broadcasters, we can move on. Well, I do, but he's a kid. I get Oops. fucking recaps of my picks. My parents don't still run my Twitter account. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Who's yeah, winning? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, pick a winner. Come on. <laughs> to catch or- the- Oracle's raring to go. I want Oracle. Sammy Guevara to yeah. um, get pinned by Chris Jericho again, because that would be funny. <laughs> Oracle, you look so excited. What, what do you think of this one, mate? Go on. Oh, Go on, you know, Oracle. I just, I'm just, i just chopping out the bit to see this fucking trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the crowd will love it, and I won't. Probably. Probably not. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. guessing uh, I feel like the baby faces are gonna win this, but I don't know. I mean, I know this feud's gonna go, go, you know, gonna go on longer. Maybe the heels will win. The crowd will love it, and I won. We need that to be a t-shirt. <laughs> you know that graphic we have Oracle's face with that underneath it. <laughs> it could be the picture. The crowd will love it on the back, and I won't. <laughs> Tremendous, tremendous stuff. Jack, who you got in the trios, mate? I have no idea. Because I I don't know where this is going. Uh, Probably Callus' side because... It has to be, right? It has to be. Sammy just joined and he lost yeah. to Jericho. Yeah. Takeshita obviously has been winning, but he needs to keep winning. And Will Ospreay's not coming over to do a job. So he's got they got a pin of bushi, Matt, right? Yeah. Um Guevara lose them losing right after Guevara turn would be fucking hilarious. So I would be on board with that. <laughs> they but... lost before he turned. <laughs> yeah. so I don't think um my favorite thing about this whole thing right now is that Jericho Takeshita is apparently happening in Japan. Um, Beast. So the Jericho lose over. The, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm in, over, I, in DDT, too. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm tempted to do a grin along for that shit. It's so fucking cool. I'm, 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 watch it. I'll, I'm I'll, so I'll over that. Jericho, but yeah. I will watch. I will yeah. watch that match. Peace. Um, yeah. 
I mean, the crowd's going to be hot for it. I'm not going to deny that. You know? It's just cool. There's a novelty to that, though, you know? Like, Jericho working fucking DDT at the age of 51. <laughs> like, it's just cool, man. This, Matt, see, this is the weird thing for me because I remember telling you, I remember, Joe, when I first told you what I, like, what this match was because you hadn't watched the show yet or whatever. And I I really only like three guys in this match. Sammy. Go to hell. Abushi Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Abushi. I'm kind of fired up for this match because it's such a weird novelty that it's like, yeah. Carry on, mate. I was done. You fired up for it? Yeah. See, I was gonna, Willie. I was gonna make that joke about Jericho doing the job on a smaller platform, and then as I was starting to talk about it, I realized that pretty much all Jericho's done all year's job. So that kind of yeah. ruins the theory a little bit. Him um, being Sammy was very funny, though. Oh, very funny. And then turning oh, like, I left so hard. What is all Pro Joe doing on the chat? Why is he doing this to us? Joe, what's Agent Jericho's twenty twenty four program going to look like, guys? That looks like hell, to be honest. You know? <laughs> Jericho's quote about. If I was Edge, I'd reinvent myself entirely. Is like peak Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, hey, that's what we want from Edge, bro. We want him to come and reinvent himself, not to just fucking play the hits as a fifty-year-old man. That's what we want, you know. This reinvention perversion he's got. Everyone has to reinvent themselves. Can't they just be fucking? Can't he just be Edge? That shit's name? overstated with Jericho, anyway. Yeah, he's always does the same shit. Other than when he had the suit, otherwise he's just the same thing with a different nickname. Yeah. I realized the other day, what was it, Dukes, we were watching on Discord with the Eddie match? What was his nickname? The Influencer. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the Influencer? Mm-hmm. Remember when he tried to do uh, GFY and then Mox oh. said, and then Mox said, go fuck yourself? It wasn't <laughs> like just, a week later. <laughs> GFY is a bad idea, but the execution where he would do like the Ben Stiller G- dodgeball G- delivery. GFY. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. All right, there we go. Oh, well, Jericho's eight and eight this year. Yeah, it's like a fucking every year when Romo was the quarterback of the Cowboys. Fucking as a football reference for anyone. Yeah. Um, the Don Callis family. <laughs> Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. No free in the name. Ooh. This is going to be big time. I think this is going to have a hell of an atmosphere. This has been built very, very nicely. Swerve really grown into his role as a, a potential top guy, a potential player. Hangman back involved in saying that feels important. They're actively, you know, kind of embracing and confronting the idea that he has fallen away a little bit, which is, makes it this more interesting, event. I think. I think Christian Darby with the edge thing is the main event. Yeah, but, true. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like here. I think it should be very, very good. Jack, what do you reckon? Swerve and, and Hanger. Swerve. Yes, it feels like he has stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's not the end of the feud. Like, this isn't just a one off. No. And I think at the end, Hangman comes out because we can get to this. I still think Hangman is the ace of that company. Um. Yeah, hang hangman. It hangman Adam Page is the ace. Like, but you wanna, swerve. You want to DM Tony and explain that to him? 
We talked about this months and months and months ago, but Adam Page is he's the ace. But no, Swerve Swerve wins on Sunday. Feels like he has to. I think uh, I yeah. think he's, he's got to win this one. Um, yeah, he's he's lost every big match he's had. He's got to win, especially in Seattle, right? Yeah. Excited for the match, Oracle. You know, I don't love either of these guys, to be honest with you. But they, uh, no, seriously, they have built this well. You know, I'm I'm not big fans of either guy, but they've built it well. The crowd will be hot. I will like this better than the six man. Probably not as much as other people will, but I'll probably like it. Yeah. You know, fine enough. Uh, you know, Chris, Christian and Darby's. You know, the match I'm most excited for uh, yeah. that. You know, that and Eddie and Shibata. Um but uh, you know this will well. We'll get to it. You know the 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 dragon and Zach. I'm pretty excited for, but that's also not my favorite type of dragon match. But um, yeah. this this will be very good. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good enough to where not necessarily how it's not necessarily how I will feel. And you know, you always makes predictions about how good or bad a match is going to be. It's always kind of dangerous and shaky, but. I think it'll be a match where people go, this was the AEW match of the year candidate. Really? Wow. Well, I'm not saying I will feel that way because I don't think right. I would, but I do think it'll be good enough to where... To get that kind of buzz, yeah. No, yeah. I, I believe that. That would be a big deal for Swerve, who is yeah, very was. talented but has not had many matches, I think, of that caliber, as good as he is, <laughs> you know? It'd be very, very interesting. It'd be big for both of them, let's be honest. Um, I hope it Dukes, happens. Absolutely. Dukes. Your boy, hang on. What you reckon? I'm so fired up. Uh, the dark cloud has been lifted. <laughs> that was a good promo. <laughs> yeah, was that good. was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy that he's like doing something of importance, not related to the young bucks. Oh my god! Like it's such like a relief to know that I can watch my favorite wrestler without having to hear CM Punk chants in the background because the young bucks are there. Well, it's gonna be beautiful. Get too hasty. <laughs> It only had he only he is like like pretty universally loved until he brings up until he mentions the elite or the young bucks in his promos and then the crowd splits. It happens. He did every get a time. couple of them when I was there for the Brian Keith match, but to be quite honest, that was in Chicago. And by the yeah. time that match went on, I reckon I could have gone in a fight if I really wanted one that night. People yeah. were so fucking tired. So yeah, no, you actually loved it all out. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm so mm-hmm. happy he's like not with the bucks in this story at all, really. I mean, they, I think they helped like save him once or something, but like, this has just been, it, they just, it's been him and they've been letting him go and serves obviously fucking awesome. He's been like, he's been rolling recently. So I'm fired up. I think the match will rule. Oh and I think Swerve's going to win. Or you had Swerve, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I think so. Matthew. Uh, Swerve wins. Hangman wins in the end. Um, yeah. I really like that this whole feud is based around the fact that Swerve is declaring that Hangman doesn't have that dog in him. Um, True. The best feuds are based in reality. <laughs> um, but they've also no. But I'm I'm I. It sounds like I'm doing a bit, but I'm not. They've presented in a way where Swerve's a dick. Yeah. Hangman said it in his promo too. He's saying he's a real this piece stuff. Of shit. 
he's saying this stuff and someone like me, an asshole, kind of agrees <laughs> with him. But he's doing it in such a way where you're like, now you want to see Hangman beat him, which is the whole point. Um, I think this is going to be awesome. I loved the segment last night. I've, I Honestly, I've loved this build completely. I think it's one of the better ones they've done in a while. Um, especially like so it's been so condensed, but yet it doesn't feel like it's only been a couple weeks. Like that's how well they've done. Um, I hangman is a guy. This is a guy who, when I see him actually do stuff that matters, I love him. (laughs) Who is that? You just will Arnett. This is a guy. Um, Hangman, like anytime I get, I'm realizing that it's not. I just get so frustrated when he does shit that doesn't matter that I decide he sucks, and that's probably that's not. I'm learning that's not necessarily his fault, necessarily. Because <laughs> <laughs> anytime they do anything with him that matters, I'm like, fuck, this guy rules. Like, I don't know. This is gonna be fun. I'm excited for this big spot for Swerve. Um, I think he'll knock it out of the park. He has so far. I'm very high on Swerve, uh, higher than Jack Crosby is. Um, I've always said that um, since I was watching him on the Indies um, back in 07. But Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely knew who he was. Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's very this, good. Is real it's... Pro, this is real pro wrestling. This whole team has been real pro wrestling. It's also an example of how the increased pay-per-views will immediately help a guy like Swerve because mm-hmm. on this show, he's one of the main characters. When you only have four of them a year, that's much harder. That's going to happen a lot when we move to monthly pay-per-views. That's gonna happen. There's going to be guys who are in the mid-card. Swerve's above that, obviously, but are in the mid-card who have to play a big role in pay-per-view sometimes. It's the way it goes. So yeah. I'm really excited it's- for these things. It's going to be very good. Do we think we get Ain't Nobody? No. I really feel like if ever there was a time, you know. It would be really cool if they did it. Like my like he even did a tweet today where he basically told Donna to save it for his people in Seattle. Like I feel like they're gonna do it this big dramatic. I don't know, it's hard because I fucking love his current music, but it would be a cool moment if they do it. They, yeah. I think they're gonna do it. They it, would it could be quite you know. special. Yeah. That not doing that dance is so over, though. I guess they could do it anyway, but I mean, you know, some must die so recently. We can sacrifice the non. I think what you could do is <laughs> you're, right. you're right. You could you could play that music, have Nana come out, do his dance, and then stop it. That's yes, that's a good idea. My God, place is gonna go fucking bonkers. Duke yeah. tweet it. Jack Crosby had a good idea. Nah. Oh. <laughs> He's been good tonight. I like Jack. He has been. I love Jack. Well, uh, he almost punched me in the arms. face earlier. He, that was a little bit aggressive. That fucking say. ruled, man. Like when they started doing first take on the late night green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first take on MJF's promo. Yeah. I, was, I was waiting for Oracle to go full Riddick and start piping in with stats and such. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we've all got Swerve. AEW World's Tag Team Titles. The FTR are back out again, taking on this. They're, they're a really scrappy little underneath team. They got opposite them here. Cole Fletcher and Mark Davis, known as Aussie Open. Um, yeah, doing all right. These, I mean, they're you know, I don't know if they're in playoff contention, but they they play a 
exciting brand of basketball. And we respect that about them, don't we, Oracle? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Every league needs losers, don't it, mate? Yeah. It does. Do you think they're going to turn around here and get a big win, or do you think the FTR remaining world's champions? I think FTR remaining world's heavyweight tag team champions. Heavyweight. That's a good one. I'm glad you added heavyweight. That's important. Um, I think this will be pretty good. I I, I hear their match for your goal is quite good. Oh hell yeah! Oh, it was fucking. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully there's some, uh, you know, hopefully we get some uh, quad blading going on. Yeah, maybe so. Um, Dax did the in the London match. Dax did the Shawn Michaels blade where yeah. you do it before the slingshot. You know, oh you know, yeah, like, yeah, they did that one. Or you could do the you could do the the punk blade. Fuck! I would not. Yeah, that one. I would. That looked horrifying. That was. Do you see the way he had to like rev himself up for that? That was yeah, that was gruesome, man. It was insane. Um, yeah, this should be yeah, very good. I know you haven't seen as much as the open, but it should this be will be good. This will be great, probably. Um, yeah. I don't really know much about it. I mean, you know, Aussie Open, pro- you know, definitely aren't aren't in the in the realm of uh, people that I enjoy. But uh, I haven't seen much on AW, right? Genuinely. No, like in real really. matches, just, just yeah. a few ultimate matches, right? You know, maybe yeah. maybe a few tag squashes or, or or something like that. But yeah, this should be great. I mean, FTR, they've you know they've been they've been uh, they've been killing it. So I expect I think you're going to love this actually. Yeah, I, I I expect this to be one of the uh, one of the highlights of the night. Maybe even the match of the night. I, I definitely think you know for me, I think it it, yeah. it has a chance to uh, to be that. I think the finish may drive you slightly nuts, but I think the meat, the actual meat of this match will be very much to your taste. Based on what they did in London, they did a long heat segment on Cash in London. It was okay, very, cool. very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, they'll have, less, they'll have less time here, right? Like, right. they had like half an hour that night. But yeah, I think you'll dig it. Um, Let's go get 20, I'm sure. Yeah, I think 20. Um, Matty, what do you reckon? This is going to fucking rule. Um, FTR locked in right now. Uh, I'm still very high on Aussie Open. Um, you know, they wore suits on Saturday, which, you know, that immediately bumped you up about five tiers in my book. Um, True, good vibes. Yeah. there's another, it, It's hard to top a professional wrestler in suits. You know, if they do it all the time, then there's diminishing returns. But, like, you know, the guys who don't always wear suits and they show up in a suit, God bless, man, it's the best. Um, I still have Silas Young blocked because he did a tweet once that said, Wrestlers wearing suits suck, so I just blocked him immediately. And I've never unblocked him, piece of shit. Um, <laughs> they towered over FTR too. Yeah, they did. funny as fuck. Um, this match, the first match, first match, fucking ruled. This will be really good. Um, it's my favorite tag team of all time against my wife's favorite tag team. So it'll be a fun atmosphere in this house. You ain't gonna part with that shit, right? I mean, she still likes FTR, so it'll be fine. But yeah, like, are you gonna watch AEW? Was the open win? That'd be like the end, right? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'll break my TV. I think you can't fucking put the belts on those dudes. They're Australian. They lost to, they lost to Sammy and Jericho, bro. Yeah, we would beat them. There's only one good Australian wrestler. Oh no, two. I set myself up there. I'll say two. <laughs> Look at this. Oh my god. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Even that's like an insane unhinged Twitch 
account bit or John Alba has just appeared in the late night grin <laughs> chat at this hour to say what he didn't always in a suit. You're a real pro. Uh, this is this is well known. But uh, speaking of pros, Jack Crosby, FTR is the open. What do you reckon? What if this is where Adam Edge shows, shows up? Oh my God. What if help the FTR? What if it's a swerve? What if he comes here? What if he comes here? What if it's not Christian? That'd be a choice. Yeah, maybe. Nah. Is that your prediction or are you just popping yourself? No, popping myself. FTR wins. Yeah. But after, after this, though, stop fucking around with an Aussie Open. They are too good, man. This is their chance for the big time. I'm, I'm about to send John Albert a link, and I just really hope we don't get him banished from all of his reputable platforms when he joins us. Can one behave, please? I hope he's wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be disappointed if he's not. Let's, let's get this. Let's get the big man on. Let's get the big man on. All right before before John arrives in our illustrious streamyard this studio. This rain delay is horseshit, boys. By the way, this pisses um, me off. Dukes. Hmm. What do you reckon? FTR is he open? FTR. FTR. I think this match is like very big for Aussie Open. Because yeah. they haven't really done anything. Oh, yeah. seriously. Joe. Yeah, they yeah. had a pretty big match at a pretty big show. Let me ask you something. How are you going to feel, though, when Adam Edge does team with FTR? Like, next week. I'm gonna be. I, I'm probably gonna get pretty excited about. It. I think when it ha- when it actually happens, I probably won't like it. But in the the build up to it, I think I'm gonna be excited. FT rated R or whatever the fuck. So they're gonna, FTR. Do, they're gonna do one of their collision eight mans near the end of the year or maybe early next year. That'll be FTR Edge and Christian on the same team. I mean, have there have there ever been has there ever been a group of guys who were like just so they were like, all right, well, our best friend. CM Punk got fired, but oh, here comes Edge. Yeah, like and they, they stay winning. Edge, they stay Edge winning. That's why they're top guys. Randy like that Randy dynamic is just like, all right, Punk's gone, but here comes Edge. Top guys, Bryce to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like all bits aside about Aussie Open, I, I still think they're actually a very good team, and, and this so match is going to be incredible. Good. The thing with Aussie Open is they they are shaped by their opponents in terms of their in terms of their in terms of their uh, the style they work. Um, speaking of style, we're joined by the big man here. Here he is, hey, professional <laughs> broadcaster himself, suit and booted. Mr. John, what's up? <laughs> I didn't have a suit jacket on, but I was told that if I didn't have a suit jacket on, I'd be a disappointment. So I had to go get one. <laughs> You have a brand to live up to, bro. I'm not trying to like eat on your night, but I just, I got, I mean, you know, the only reason I was tuning in because I was bored as hell. So I saw you guys and I was like, oh, that's the only reason we're doing it, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, you've seen enough of the show to know there is no impeding on a program of this cut. I mean, this cut, this is, this is diabolical. It's really quite bad. I mean, the the guy next to you on the screen is 12 years old. I mean, it's outrageous. I don't know how we get away with it. Anyway, John, how have you been, Mike? You know, that's relative, uh, quite frankly. But 
you know, every day we're just trying to get by and improve on ourselves a little bit, right? That's all we can do, right? That's all we can do. Um, That's all we're doing, brother. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Actually, you know, Jack Crosby, I'll I'll have some news within the coming days where – here's a little spoiler. This is a a Late Night Grin exclusive. Okay? You ready for this? (laughs) If you are in – the tri-state area of New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. You'll be able to see me on TV as soon as next week, but on, on a relatively regular basis. So, uh, you sign for ECW. Right. Because uh, <laughs> as you lay your child to bed every single night, you'll be able to soothe them with the audible chocolate that exudes from my presence. Would <laughs> <laughs> you choose? <laughs> That's a hell of a promo, brother. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Penelope. Come on, we're going to listen to Uncle John. I totally just wrecked your guys' flow. I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. We have, Absolutely. We have no flow. Oh, we no. never had a flow. We just talk over each other and yell at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, this show's been very bad. John, Do you encourage we, drinking on air now. What's the deal with that? Oh, oh yeah. Go for it. <laughs> the type of crap I gorge during. I'm intrigued, John. While we are talking about the, uh, you know, the wrestle dream, what what match are you most looking forward to on Sunday, mate? I think Danielson Saber is probably my number one, and then I'm really excited for Hangman and Swerve. I think those two are going to absolutely tear it down. It's so apparent that Tony really does see something in Swerve. And I think that has been, from the get-go, the game plan to really launch him into the stratosphere. It's just taken a little bit of time. And, you know, maybe maybe this is the right time because now he finally has a package that works. I feel like they tried so many different things with him and they were having a hard time kind of finding that right role. But the Mogul Embassy really seems like a great fit. And Nana is the perfect package for him. I don't know how you guys are. I mean, Joe, I feel like I got a pretty good read on what you love in wrestling. And like Khan, I think Bishop Khan is like a big time star in the making. Like I I really think he is. Between you and I, John, more important than he's talented and has good look. He follows me on Twitter, which is like, that's that's good. That's good. That's kind of, that's kind of the main thing I'm looking for at this point in my life. That's good. That's good. He came to our live extreme life of Matt Hardy show in Boston. So we got him some free wings. That was uh, the most important thing to make sure the big man's taken care of. Uh, I'm a big fan of those guys. And I think they've really completed Swerve's package. And I think their match is just going to be stellar. I love it. Yeah, um, I think we all co-signed the the Mogul Embassy part of it. It feels like it's the act that's kind of that's kind of clicked for Swerve, right? And it seems like he's trending in the right direction. So, hopefully, with AEW, there's that really interesting process of like there's the handful of guys that are solidified top guys, and there's a big group of guys who are trying to get across to that line, you know, get to the other group. And Swerve has been waiting a while. This is his first real big shot at doing so. So, hopefully, on Monday morning, we all look at him as a true bona fide main event star. I think that's the that's the potential, definitely. That was a giant bottle of tequila you just housed. Right <laughs> Not a tequila. That was a Jameson. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, because I I have an Emmy, so I only drink Fiji water. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who doesn't have an Emmy. Uh, 
again, as, as the lone professional broadcaster here. Of course. Yeah. Uh, There's no this is interesting. This, I, I mean, I know you guys were both on the charity stream we did together. There was no heat then. Um, is is our friend at WrestlePurist here is suggesting? So is, is there is there an angle we shot here, John? I love an angle on my late night grim program. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Every time that we've hung out in person, we've had a good time. But maybe he's got heat with me. I don't know. It seems like everyone in wrestling is here with me at some point. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> you should see the DMs I get. I'm sure you've gotten tons of them too. So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah. So I mean, uh, hopefully there's no heat mm. to be had there. There's some money in this, John. We should do like a, we should do a, a duo as like a, the Outlaws. You know, mm. gonna be well. well you know what? No, I'm going to refrain from saying anything there. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Stop. My bad. Shouldn't have even led you down that path. My bad. Joe, no, should um, you like to be happy to supply you with a signed John Alba 8x10? Should you? Uh, I would. I mean, I'm always down for 8x10. <laughs> <laughs> no. We need a tag team one of those with like the Dukes up. The guys, you know? I, got a, I got my fucking finished basement in my house, and you have never offered me a signed 8x10. I'd be happy to. That I'd I can be... frame it on my wall. <laughs> What are you doing in your man cave? That's what I want to know because I'm going to be watching everything you're doing. If that's the case, you know, we've like, been friends for how long? You never offered me a signed eight by ten. That's a fair point. Um, shame on me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second, I, I will put it right next to the Charlie jersey back there. So only next year, Hideki Arabu jersey, and I'll be. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a very niche joke that only Jack here is. Oh, I got yeah. <laughs> I thought it niche jokes from here. Yeah. Okay, Manny Bullets. There you go. There we go. Um, John, is there any like, is there any you want to get off your chest? Not saying it's going to get in trouble, just about professional wrestling. You have any like leaping topics that you'd like to bury at the two hour and 25 minute mark of this show? Because I've found this is just between us again. I've found when I want to say a guy sucks, I just do it two hours in the late night green and no one notices. <laughs> and again, um, I don't want you get in trouble. I'm just saying, is there anything about professional, like sincerely, is there anything you'd, any topic you'd like to? Well, like if I'm trying to bury people, uh, those hardy boys will be in wheelchairs by the time they're 30. Okay. That's, that's, that's those spot monkeys, yeah. Those spot monkeys will be in wheelchairs by the time they're 30. No doubt about that. Um, uh, anything I want to get off my chest? Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, and this, this is very honest. All of the BS that we saw this past summer in wrestling, and there was a lot of it across yeah. multiple companies. It really, I'm being very honest here, it disenfranchised me to pro wrestling a little bit. It, it really did. And I hate that because I love pro wrestling, much like all you guys do. Yeah. And it really tuned me out from watching at nearly at the level that I had been. But I'm really hoping that the next few months invigorate me and, and really capture me a lot. I, I've talked a lot about this on social, and, and I feel like if you follow me, you know this too. Night two of WrestleMania, when Cody lost, it felt like this very transformative moment for me that I was like, man, we were on this timeline. It feels like we just veered off into something totally different. And from that point, through all the drama with Punk, 
it just felt like all this momentum that pro wrestling really had going at the beginning of this year and into the spring kind of got derailed. So I'm hoping that this fall and winter season really injects some life into that. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, love it. My, uh, a follow-up question is now with the free agency we have coming in 2024, obviously. I mean, I know, I know like Sean and fight Sean over at Fightful has talked a lot about that. Do you think that's what this needs? I mean, I think that whenever you get an exciting period of time like that, and, and it's truthfully, it's a period of time we haven't seen in a long time, right? Yeah. Since we've had this many high caliber free agents with options to choose from. I think that's awesome. And that's great. And that does generate some excitement. But ultimately, I, I care much more about putting on products that create that connection with an audience that allows for the invested audience member to feel with the performers in their pursuit of whatever they may be doing. That's why I felt like that Cody stuff was this really special moment that wasn't harnessed on and, and could they potentially rectify it? They, they could, but that to me was this big, 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 big mistake yeah, where you miss the moment a little bit and it kind of, yeah, there you go. It kind of derails all the momentum. Like I've, I've been saying this and I'm sure many of you agree. Everything that we've seen happen with the bloodline could have been done without those championships. Sure. Mm. Oh yeah. And, and I would argue that Cody losing did just as much damage to the bloodline story as it did to Cody's path. And Cody yeah. has stayed over in spite of it because he's a guy that people genuinely like. But it felt like there's this really special story being told. And that combined with some of the other outside elements of the sale. And then you throw in the AEW stuff that happened with Punk. I just felt really disenfranchised with wrestling. Yeah. And I and I hate because like th this was where my worlds collided. Like when The Rock went on college game day. And told that bullshit story about how we were we were locked in for no you fucking weren't Dwayne no you weren't we were locked he even did that we were locked in no you weren't buddy no you weren't you might have talked to one person but I'll tell you what I don't from and this is from talking to some people and and also a little bit in my gut. I don't think the plan ever was for Cody to win at WrestleMania. I don't think at yeah. any point it was the plan. I don't plan. believe so either. And yeah. I'll say this. Keep the rock out of the equation, not, not even counting the rock. I'm not entirely sure they're still – or they've ever been yet convinced that Cody's going to be the guy to beat Roman, let alone – Really? I truly believe it. Now, that's not to say that Cody won't do it. They yeah. certainly could come WrestleMania. It could do it. I don't think they definitively know who's going to be Roman Reigns. And I'm not convinced they are 100% convinced themselves that it is Cody yet. I, I have mean, some intuition and yeah. talking to that. Sometimes you have to do some maths on those things. I mean, not, I, I, yeah. I have thought recently, like from a business standpoint, if it, because like when you run a business and you watch trends and you want to see how they go, like, I am still not completely convinced that it won't be L.A. night. Yeah. 
I like I am still at, like that they won't make a call at some point. Like if his business merchandise, whatever, like TV ratings keep going up, that they don't go. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. L.A. Maybe, maybe. All right, John. I want to like, ask you. Like, I answer this as sincerely as you can about going across. Because honestly, we don't want to get anyone in trouble here. But I'm intrigued. I messaged you on the night of Mania, right? Because we're like, John. I love you. There's a mutual respect. We don't talk that often privately, right? So mania happened and I was on my phone and I saw that John had, he'd fallen on the sword for the sake of the wrestling business. And he'd asked the question, like what just happened out there? And I messaged <laughs> you and I said, and sincerely, I thanked you. And I like, yeah. I've said the two days on shows because those media scrums, I don't really know what they're supposed to achieve, <clears throat> but you gave them a purpose that night because you gave the fans an answer on what happened. Whether it's an answer people like to dislike, it's not your job, right? You asked the question, and I, I think everyone appreciated that. What was the what was the feedback on that question? Genuine, like not in terms of clearly, just like I mean, broadly. All the big shit on me for ants for ants. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I said, you know, opting to drag it out. I didn't genuinely, I did not genuinely mean that with negative right. context. I just used the term drag out as in, hey, you're extending it. Extending it, yeah. But he took that as a very negative. He certainly did. And uh, he made sure to let me know that, that he didn't take kindly to that. But it, it was a question that needed to be asked, right? Because yeah. Yeah. There, there will be a time and place where we will reflect on that night. And we will say, did they miss? You know, is it ever going to be as bad as Sting not pinning Hogan clean at Starcade '97? Probably not. Yeah, but <laughs> there is a chance that maybe Cody doesn't reach the level that he was capable of because of they didn't strike when the iron was hot. That's always possible, right? And and I do believe even if Cody wins this year at WrestleMania 40, which he very well may. I don't think the combination of Cody winning with the story they told in that match with the Owens and Zane stories being tied in. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're ever going to be able to replicate the emotion that was was, red hot. It was the match was perfect until the finish. It was a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece of a match that we would have looked back on as one of the greatest WrestleMania main events ever. The the atmosphere, man, like just the entrance alone, like that all-time great Cody entrance, with and then like the the amazing Roman entrance with the piano, like it was art. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, it would have been an all-time WrestleMania main event that, and I say this so sincerely and wholeheartedly. I have not gone back and watched since. I, I, I have not, I've never watched the match back, and I loved it in person. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but but I want to add this point, and I'm so sorry that I'm hijacking the conversation here. Keep I really doing it. Keep going. <laughs> um, it is so funny to me that I hear all these fans who support that decision of Cody losing, and everyone's entitled to their own belief. I mean, sometimes your beliefs are wrong, but you're entitled to it. <laughs> but they say, oh, well, he needed to face more adversity and he needed to overcome things before getting the title. If that was the case, and that was truly how this was being booked, why isn't Cody reminding us of the goal every single week? Every single week he should be telling us, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I am winning that championship and finishing my story. 
I want to beat Roman Reigns, and I will conquer anything that stands in my path in order to beat Roman Reigns. And up until this past week, where for the first time Cody says, oh, we're not in the third inning anymore. <laughs> up until this week, <laughs> no one, aside from that brief mention from LA Knight a couple weeks ago, no one has even mentioned wanting to get Roman Reigns' championship. And that, and that was why, to me, when Brock attacked Cody, and there was that question of, why did he do this? And then now let's fast forward really quick to the end game at SummerSlam where Brock seemingly respects Cody, you know, gives him the handshake. Why couldn't you just do something where you ran that program with them, which people were, you know, they were saying was just a time killer for Cody because they screwed up and, why couldn't Brock just come out and say, I do respect you because I think you're the guy and I know Roman better than anyone. I wanted to make sure you're ready. Like you proved at WrestleMania, you weren't ready. I wanted to make sure you're ready for him. That's why I came after you. Stop pulling in, Jack. I'm getting very aggressive. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. What if Cody won the championship and then had Brock immediately after that? And well, Cody beats Brock three times that was in easy, yeah. him as the freaking man. Yeah, that sounds like it would have worked. Yeah. Just you and Roman was wrestling tag matches. Um, well, it's just like how, Joe, you know this. How seldom does the opportunity come along to build a John Cena style babyface? Very rare does it happen. Mm-hmm. And Cody is the closest thing they've had to John Cena. He's the closest yeah. thing. He's he's so over that he's still almost there, which is crazy because he's kind of just killing time right now. You know what? Um, you know, look at look at the pop he got on Monday night when he came out. Yeah, he's, crazy crazy uh, brawl. They you know they ended the show with. And yeah. you know what Cody has that Cena didn't have at the time was the support of the adult fan base. Yeah, adults. I love him. Look yeah. at that Mark Jack Crosby over there wearing that. <laughs> like, like, that was the cell match. I honestly think that transformed it for him because yeah, it did. That, he, he became, yeah, he immortalized him. It was like his Foley moment, you know, and that was, it was uh-huh. big for him. Huge. Absolutely. So absolutely disenfranchised because not not just because of that story. Because I know I'm gonna get the oh W Mark Bubba, but it's just like. <laughs> I, believe me, I, I all the drama in AEW is just exhausting. Exhausting. It, it was. Um, I mean, my tag you... partner couldn't even get into collision. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, that must have been pretty tough. That was a, that was a difficult stretch to navigate. Um, I, do you think that's a very different thing? There's a specific show, a specific show where you had to discuss Matt's career and how things were being affected, but. On the other side of the drama part of this, as someone who lost their mind covering the drama and the discourse and all that came with that, I will say I did reach the conclusion. And John, I think you you think similarly to me this based on the content you produce. I know you have your, your Patreon, which we'll plug. Okay. Um, but I do also think the media, our, our space can do a better job of covering the work itself. You know, like we have to be honest, John, you and I like talking about the wrestling itself. There are a lot of people in that space who would much rather just talk about 
the latest backstage scramble every day. Every, And I do think it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that where it feeds itself. You know, it's like, I'm tired of the drama. Let me do another three-hour show about it. And it's like, we have to talk about it, certainly. You can't ignore when a CM Punk story like that breaks. But there is also room to say, let's talk about the wrestling match on occasion, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how do you as someone who's you know again you are seriously a professional broadcaster what do you make of that balance in this space i find it to be a little frustrating personally yeah it is frustrating but i mean this is reflective of the entire media industry what what drives traffic right so that's that's how it's going to be but yeah. it was upsetting especially because I mean, for me personally cm punk i mean i've been a lifelong cm punk fan dating back to ring of honor like i i Punk is probably in my top 10 and the limited interactions I've had with him have been nothing but great. So when you have all these things happening in combination with how you personally feel about the performer himself, you have to find that balance of where it's like, all right, are we beating a dead horse here? Is anything productive going to come from this? Are you playing devil's advocate for no reason? Are you trying to find the good in the entire situation? And then that's going to in turn stoke emotions and stoke fires. So it just trying to tiptoe that whole situation was really unfortunate for everyone involved, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, I would agree. And it's... I, you know what I hated? I, it became very apparent from the people who were reporting the news because I recused myself from reporting wrestling news the moment that I started doing a podcast with active people right. in the industry because that wouldn't be right. But the people who were reporting news so many times it was so obvious whose camp was feeding them information without actually trying to verify both sides or however many sides there are, you know? Absolutely. It became a parody of itself. Let's be honest, it did. You know, it was like you'd wait for the, you'd wait for the response and it would go back and forth and back right. and forth. Right. And it's, you know, I had a kind of, I think my experience with this story is because on a low level, for me to have the experience tells you how much it people got wrapped up in it. My ultimate conclusion eventually was just like, oh, whatever, man. Like, I just kind of threw my hands up, you know, because at some point I can't, I have enough going on in my own life to not worry about like the latest story. So I just, and then people get upset you for not having a strong enough viewpoint on what they should or shouldn't do. And it's like, you can't, there was no way to navigate that. (laughs) Well, and then like, and I'm sure you guys will echo these and I'd love to hear what you guys have to think, but like when it all just reaches that exhausting point, you're like, you know what? This just sucks for everyone. Yeah. yeah. This just sucks for everyone. We all lose here. Nobody wins. Exactly. We, we all lose. Yeah. And that stinks. That really stinks. I mean, I mean, yeah. this punk debacle cost me relationships with wrestlers that I had relationships with just because I'm in the periphery of one side of the equation. Even though yeah. I myself have been, I would like to think, very objective throughout the entire process because I'm in the periphery of oh, how some people view one side of the story. I've, I've had wrestlers who I was extremely close with be like, no, we're cutting you off. Cause I, I don't want anything I say to get back to somebody else, even though I would never betray the trust of anyone, yeah. but that's, it's, it's a territorial it's, industry. You know? It's a very paranoid space, right? Very paranoid. Yeah, and, and honest in some ways, rightly so, because while you may not do that, we both know many would. Of <laughs> and, course. Well, yeah. well, and then that in turn affects how I watch wrestling, where now I have a hard time and selfishly, I have a hard time watching some of the matches of these people who I really used to like, 
including some people who are considered some of the best out there today, just because of this stupid internal tribalism. The tribalism internally sometimes is that bad as the tribalism externally. It's crazy. And it's something I, I talk about a lot when, you know, when I will give a kind of a vague or, I guess you could say kind of lazy opinion on, on a wrestler's behavior as a human being. My, my honest read on it often is I, I don't think people realize how much your enjoyment can be affected when you get close to wrestling, the closer you get to wrestling, the more ugly it looks a lot of the time. And so sometimes it's just purely as a self-preservation tactic. You have to almost just take a whole step back and say, you know, what? I don't even care anymore. They can do whatever they want. Let me just watch the TV show. And that's, that's been mine. Now you're close to me, John. You do obviously with some of your projects, you can't just go, Oh, whatever. You know, I get it. But it is, I do think that's something that like people should kind of, uh, yeah. I say should realize this, if you know, whatever, but it is hard. Definitely. And I guess it's, it's, it, it's different. Like I, I kind of consider myself lucky because like I'm friends with wrestlers in both promotions, but like my main job, like I'm, I'm a college yeah. football guy. Like I don't work in the wrestling media. You just hate everything ultimately. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like my thing is like, I, and I talk to my friends who are in the wrestling business in both companies. But it's like at the end of the day, I'm like, cool. I don't yeah. give a shit. Like that's just what I it, do yeah. on a daily basis. Um yeah. so like I can't imagine like especially like John, like you said, like it affects like shit you do, but yeah. Well, and like I gotta walk a tight line too, like with Eric, you know. I mean, Eric is a loose cannon. Yeah. And, but that's his appeal, right? That's what people love. Yeah. And so I never know what Eric is going to say. No, it's not. It's actually, these days, it's not, it's not so much Eric. It's like you did, like you did the podcast with Matt. Matt catches more shit, I think, than Eric. Yeah, no, the no. aggregators have called. Yeah, they've gone to Matt now. No, like now Matt they, catches, yeah. I think, more shit than Eric. That's, John, that's the actual key, right? Is making sure the aggregators aren't aware that your show exists sometimes, because when <laughs> they get onto it. Stories emerge real quick. I just, I just hate when shit is taken out of context. That's that, that that's the hardest part for me. Like the, the, the biggest. Well, it really affected us with the cornet stuff mm-hmm. earlier this summer, where yeah. Matt made what I thought was a fantastic comparison, where he said that Orange Cassidy has become to Tony what the Undertaker was to Vince, where. Vince could lean on the undertaker to go out there Mm -hmm. through times of turmoil and deliver for him. And he said that Tony has become the same way. Tony has become the same way with orange Cassidy where he knows he can send orange Cassidy out there no matter what in orange Cassidy's going to deliver. Well, all of a sudden that gets aggregated and taken out of context where Matt Hardy compared the orange, orange Cassidy, the undertaker. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. Like that's true. The cult yeah. of Cornette picks up on it, and all of a sudden, it's oh, can you believe Matt Hardy? Dick, you know, compared Orange Cassidy and The Undertaker together, and oh, Matt's yeah. had too many concussions, blah blah blah. And then, right. You know, all that. And stuff. then now we have this issue of now that Elon has, you know, monetized th- these these accounts that can aggregate content on their own. Yeah. You know, if you have the blue check and all you got to do is say, like, that's a perfect example. You know, Matt Hardy compares Orange Cassidy to The Undertaker and then boom, retweet, quote, tweet. 
See, that's for the record, if you ask me, Orange Cassidy is a better wrestler than The Undertaker. But that's besides the point. Oh, a thousand percent. We're finally making it. We're going to make it in the news now, boys. Yeah. The late night Jonah, finally the, made it. We need to fucking go to ask Harvey how, many, how many years The Undertaker was good again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I swear, Wrestle Pierce. If that, if that, <laughs> up, if that ends up on X in an hour, I'm going to. Listen, see. Monty. <laughs> yeah, respect, you, you want to transcribe a quote from the podcast where Matt talks about taking a delightful stink face from Rikishi? Go for it. That's great. Like I'm about that. Right. <laughs> already on Google looking up pictures of you, John, to put in the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll say this at least when money does it, at least you get the you get most of the quote because <laughs> because let's be honest, the orange take that one gets killed by the headline, right? Because people right. don't click the link; yeah. they just see. Matt Hardy compares Orange Cassidy to The Undertaker. That's the end. Like, it's yeah. a right. quote, you know? Like, and it's that's kind of where rest as much as it is, baby. There you go. As much as it is, a, <laughs> as much as it is a business, and it's like there's like, there's some points like you know what you're doing with that headline. Like, you're setting him up with that. Oh, um, I, you brought him up. I wasn't going to, but you brought him up. So now I have to ask, how fun is it doing a show over at Bischoff? Because like. That's pretty. I'm pretty sure that's like the the final mission of the late night grin. You know, it's like a, it's like a. <laughs> it is like ever, you're, you're yeah. living our dream. Yeah, yeah. we it's, all it's love very, Bischoff here. Everyone, everyone's anti Bischoff now, other than the, the other people on the screen right now. <laughs> As yourself, John. So tell us about it. How fun is it? Seriously. Eric is the most challenging person I've ever worked with, and I don't mean that negatively. For the record, I don't mean that negatively mm-hmm. at all. He forces me to be on another level with my game which i'm grateful for i'm extremely grateful for Uh, just because he is so confident with everything he says even if he is bullshitting beyond belief and he knows he's bullshitting he, he, he is so confident that you're just like how do i combat this how do i how do I, you know, how do I stand up to this? And my job, I feel like on Strictly Business is to play devil's advocate to him with mm-hmm. a lot of things because him and I are 38 years apart and we have very different viewpoints on the industry. So there's going to be this disconnect and I have to find ways where I can challenge him while also agreeing with him on a lot of things uh, that really, really forces me to become a better broadcaster so i'm so grateful i think at first it was much more a professional relationship but we've definitely grown closer and i spent this is like your dream joe i i we did a live show in fresno california and we flew into san francisco so that's a three-hour drive to fresno and a three-hour drive back so I just road tripped with Eric Bischoff. Oh, oh my God. And <laughs> so congrats. That was that was really where Eric and I finally got like a true understanding of one another. And uh yeah, I mean it, it was it was a really, really is is he a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, this is important. This is really important. I've never asked him that, but I can find out. Okay. I would love Oracle, to you're a step drive. ahead of me. John, we have a pitch. <laughs> For the last two years, Oracle and I have been plotting the Eric Bischoff biopic. With Leo, we believe we yes, we believe so. Christian Bale was in consideration. In addition, we have figured out the opening scene of this picture. <laughs> okay. We have a tracking shot behind Eric. He's walking in to his audition with the World Wrestling Federation. You know when they gave him the broom and all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. He walks out of it. 
Maybe he kicks a trash can, I believe he said he did after he left that. Continue the shot. Transition into him walking into his office at World Championship Wrestling. Leather jacket. I'm talking like cock of the walk, bish. You know, like living large. Of course. Uh, you go you uh, yeah. there, there you go right you have maybe you have like a portrait out on the wall <laughs> in his office that'd be such a good bit and we have that and we have our last scene which is when he does the uh the fishing trip right oracle fishing trip. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the night they drove old dixie down playing us out yep. <laughs> <laughs> off like takes a beer and says i gave him my best shot and it fades you know he'd be pissed because you're skipping over the awa days just off that well, we um, can do that as a, as a prequel tv show john we have you know we got are we are we having flashbacks into in in the middle of this well, film we could. I just think we have to be prepared for a cinematic universe in this day and age, you know. So, <laughs> AWA spinoff will return in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly, like legit, being wholeheartedly serious here, Eric would be a very, very fascinating biopic. A yes. very fascinating, uh, because for so many t- times in his career, he should have been down and out, and he yep. managed to stay with it and that health thing that he had like a few months ago he nearly died like that was he texted me (laughs) this was insane he texted me as this was all going on and he goes hey man about to get airlifted to uh to a hospital in montana pretty badass huh (laughs) <laughs> and i was like dude what i yeah because it happened i think he described the story him and i were about to record and i saw his eyes he was like fading and i was like um let's get you some help because i mean he was in rough shapes so but he has defined a, a new era for himself here in this this latter act in life and yeah uh, I'm I'm very grateful. Oh. I like someone's. Are we are we discussing the Bischoff biopic again? <laughs> oh, we do this a lot, John. I'm sorry, but it's, like honestly, we we dress it up as a bit. But Oracle and I end up talking about Bischoff almost every show because he really is one of the more fascinating characters in wrestling history. And I don't think people realize how just how influential he was. Now, so often Bischoff's legacy is oh, yeah. dismissed as the guy who killed this and killed that. That no, does no. that does no credit to his story. No. Genuinely. And I do this for my indie stuff. Eric is one of the greatest on-camera talents ever. Oh, super! Oh, yeah. for sure, he's the best WWE GM of all time. Yeah. I forget even just GMs though. Like, yeah. He. You talk about like I think the beauty of a great heel is a heel that genuinely believes their own bullshit. There are the heels that know they're cheating and they know that they're. <laughs> you know, slimy. Eric's character genuinely believed that everything he did was for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what made him such a great heel. Absolutely. And he prided himself on that too. Uh, And like, he even had flashes in TNA where he was just left to do a segment with a babyface people like, and it worked again, you know, like we're, cause Pete, he's just a great heel. And speaking of, you know, things that kind of get lost in his legacy, like, he was the heel authority figure before Vince was. You yeah. know? Now, Vince, yeah. we've all loved and respected Bishop. He was great. Vince obviously took it to levels that were unprecedented and unfathomable, but he did it. You know, like he was he was out there doing it, walking with Hogan and doing those segments. So it's it's a remarkable story. I think 
in a weird way, the Monday Night Wars has become one of those, it's kind of become a part of wrestling history that's talked about so much. The actual impressive pieces of that story are lost because people focus on Finger Poker Doom or Sting at Starcade, and they are the, look, let's be real, they shape the end of the war. But, you know, Oracle and I are huge fans of the Nitro book, which I know Eric always, mm-hmm. and it's like, he champions that book, yeah. For well, sure. I do think people should have a better appreciation of the fact that he got them to have a war because they were very far away from having a war when he took that gig. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah, I'll tell you what, if you draw up the uh, opening script for that, like give me the opening mm-hmm. scene in script form with descriptions and everything, I'll, I'll send it to him. I'll, I'll give it to him. That's a very dangerous thing to say to me on the air, John. <laughs> oh, very dangerous thing. I, don't care I was going to write the whole script this weekend. <laughs> I don't care if you have Chat GPT finish it. You know. <laughs> okay, I got to ask a question. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and and you don't need to expound upon it because I don't want to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Simple yes or no answer. Has he ever said anything about any heat with Pat Tanaka over a bar fight? Not to me. Okay. Not to me. Not to me. No. This is another, <laughs> yes, this is another classic <laughs> LNG bit. Okay, go on, Matt. Tell us. So, Greg, Greg Gagne. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he's told this story multiple times on multiple different podcasts <laughs> that Eric Bischoff got in a fight in a bar with Pat Tanaka and that Pat blocked that and that Bish was throwing karate kicks. And that Pat Tanaka blocked all of them and then knocked multiple teeth out of Eric's mouth. And it's the most ridiculous story that's clearly not true. And he tells it over and over again. Interesting. I can't say I've ever heard him speak of this. He, He did tell me another story that I can't repeat on air. But he did tell me another story where he got in like a legit fight for your life kind of scenario with somebody and i mean eric has lived one hell of a life he really yeah. has and uh he, he wouldn't be a great biopic i kind of love that and i kind of love leo as as like oh, that's actually legit we know, yeah. john but behind all the antics we know what we're doing around here yeah. <laughs> i mean he'd be very flattered that leo i would text him right now but he's in the uk so i don't know what time mm-hmm. It is what kind of what kind of lunatic would be up in the UK right now, John? <laughs> We're watching the Ryder Cup. What, what kind of what time is it by you? It is it's just gone five AM here. Why are you City. Why are you? We love the game, yeah, John. You game. know that. We I mean, love you're, the built, game. you're built differently. I understand this. Yeah. But like... Less so than I used to be, I'll be honest. It's yeah. starting to feel like I'm built pretty similar to everyone else at this point. It kind of no. it kind of kills me, but no, but you know I, I, he um uh, he he definitely has challenged my skill set and and i'm so grateful for it i really am because doing his show is so different than doing any other show that i've ever done in my entire life and yeah so yeah i'm I'm, that's that's awesome i'm very grateful for that final bish question and then we promise we'll talk about you rather than you don't talk about me i just came out Um, hanging with you guys (laughs) do you think this is purely off because it's hot as shit yeah i I was gonna say that looks um (laughs) Purely guesswork. I'm intrigued. Do you think he ever actually takes a job in wrestling again? No. No. I feel very Re- confident in that. Very confident answer. Yeah. Uh, Good he's, for Eric. Good for he's, Eric. He is loving his life right now. Good. He, he gets to 
travel the country or the world and he loves doing the podcasts he whenever we do live shows he really enjoys doing the live shows i think he's enjoying the conventions and the signings he's such a people schmoozer that he loves getting to interact with anyone uh, that that comes across him and uh, i think he is genuinely very grateful at this stage of his life i think the only job he would take in wrestling would be if someone came to him as a remote consultant if he could work remotely and consult, I think he would do it. Yeah. But if it was a matter of him having to like be at TV every week, never again. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That yeah, makes kind, sense. Of like, kind of like what Jerry Jarrett did, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a few examples, right? Like I think Bonnet had one of those gigs at one point. Like the mm-hmm. idea that a voice that a booker could reach out to and say, "Are we are we turning in the right direction? Is this hitting? Is that missing?" That's an interesting idea. <laughs> I mean. You want I, to I think would be like his ideal gig. I'm just creating go this out of thin no, air. Go for it. Go. If Shawn Michaels called Eric Bischoff and was like, I need a character consultant for NXT. Someone oh who's God. going to comb through these characters and make sure that they have motivations, make sure that they have proper foundation when we put them on TV. I think that's exactly what Eric Bischoff would do as long as he could do that remotely. He sense. seems that seems to be more and more the thing that he's most passionate about is yeah. the actual crafting of characters and stories, which is, yep. and that's kind of why I asked like about him taking another job because he does often remark about how he wishes he knew then what he knows now in that regard, right? Like, yeah, I think Nitro, what people miss often is when he criticizes AEW, people will say, You did the same thing on Nitro. What they don't realize is Eric is very aware he made that mistake. On, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, and, and I, I say this to him all the time on air, so this isn't me like breaking yeah. out the walls or anything, but like my problems with his AEW criticisms, and he does it with WWE sometimes too, but my problems with his AEW criticisms are that he'll say, There's no story being told. There's no story being told, but he'll tune in once every three to four weeks. And, I, and I say, Eric, I'm like, you can't open a book, read chapter one, chapter seven, and chapter 16, and think there's a story told, right? Because yeah. you missed all these different elements that give characters motivations. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I do push back on him. But if to mm-hmm. his credit, if I say to him, Eric, you got to check this out. This is worth checking out. He'll do it, and he'll give it a shot. I love it. John, as I mentioned earlier, I know you have your, your Patreon page. Um Tell the people like generally what you're up to and, and what they expect that that page specifically. Go for it, mate. Wrestling according to Alba.com. It's super fun. We have a great Discord of people. Uh, I do ask Albas, which are just Q and A's about anything. We talk literally. I've given cooking tutorials in them, so that's uh, this half my personality <laughs> is, is making steak, much like JJ. So um, that's that's half my personality. Um, but the thing that I do, and it's something that's so up your alley, Joe, I do tape studies every week mm-hmm. where I will find matches. Sometimes my patrons will vote on them. Sometimes I'll come up with it. And I use my expertise in working in indie wrestling and laying matches together. And, you know, my experience is working with all these people. And I try to give the why to things in a match. Why things happen. Why did someone go from a side headlock into a gator roll here like why did Mm -hmm. that make sense and we try to break that down and and it's a lot of fun and like this past week we broke down the ray phoenix john moxley match from last week and we tried to identify where exactly things went wrong and what could have been done differently so 
we have a lot of fun with that and it's a great community of smart wrestling fans that's very inclusive and that's wrestling according to alba dot com on that i appreciate you letting me plug that because i i really do enjoy it absolutely i mean honestly the fact you hopped on here you deserve to get your plug in anyway but i think you know me well enough to know that i'd I love i co-sign and support that kind of content you know we we, we and i have talked you and i've talked about that previously about like that is a lane of content that while niche i think yeah. we both believe in oh, and we yeah. wish was more commonplace so uh, I'm glad to see you doing it and, and yeah. using your platform to do well, that, man, because it's important. You know? It came from my time working at MLB Network where I would be in production meetings with like Pedro Martinez. And Pedro would hold a ball, he'd have a fastball, and he'd say, here's the difference between releasing a ball here versus releasing a ball here. And all of a sudden, my mind's like, yeah, that's wild. So that's got to translate to pro wrestling, and, and I think it does. And uh, Yeah, so I'm a appreciative of that yes jj we got to do wrestle chefs with guga if any or any do any of you guys watch guga on youtube no, no. go out of your way your life will change once you watch guga it's, uh, it's, uh, i love it i love it um yeah we were about to preview Brandon and Zack Sabre Jr. And you mentioned that was the most match you most anticipated. Dude, I derailed you for an hour i'm so sorry brother it ruled oh, honestly this, yeah this is an derailed awesome. ourselves yeah, yeah. so In, many times this, this is been great. Like an informal... I your show, and I do genuinely feel bad about that, like so wholeheartedly. Do not. You Everyone shouldn't... has loved it, and it's no, been a you great don't, time. John. Like Oracle hasn't said a damn thing this entire time. Oh, I was the best part, John. I literally kicked Dukes off the street, but <laughs> like he just disappeared. Yeah, you gotta well, realize you know, sometimes when I open, sometimes when I open my mouth, uh, you know. Yeah, he's protecting the business, but he's also <laughs> plotting this Bischoff film. He's working on it. Um, <laughs> We, we were going to preview that match, John. You mentioned that was probably the match I'm most looking forward to. Before we let you go for the evening, any thoughts in particular about Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr.? And, you know, we'll kind of send you off on your way after that. Go for it, mate. Anything in I hope that they knot each other up like pretzels to the point where they physically cannot untangle each other and the ref rules it a no contest and that's how the pay-per-view ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't do it. And somehow somehow Danielson still doesn't use his right arm. <laughs> like I know it's I know it's like Rick Knox's gimmick not to wave anything off these days, but like like he should wave that off. Uh just because I'm sorry I can't I can't no, but seriously, did you guys see Brian's answer for like why he was he's been doing the Texas death match and shit? No, yeah, he's the best he's like, ever. Well, because my fucking arm is broken, <laughs> and this is actually better. Like those matches are actually better because my fucking arm is broken in four places. Yeah. No. What? I, I, honestly, honestly, I just I expect them to put on a Stone Cold Classic, and I mean it's it's truly one of the last dream matches out there, right? And yeah, I know it's happened before, but. It's so yeah. long since it has, you know. It's a new match. Zach's yeah. a tough dude. Yeah, and it was absolutely. a match we were supposed to get last year and didn't get. Mm -hmm. So now we get to. I mean, Zach mm -hmm. Sabre Jr. is one of the greatest in-ring technicians ever. Brian Danielson is the greatest. So put the two of them together. I just I'm so melancholy about this imminent last run of Brian Danielson. It, it, know, really, right? it tugs yeah. at my heart quite a bit. But he um, he had an incredible quote about his part-time career and he goes like the interviews are like what's it going to look like and he said 
it would be like me calling Defy and saying, hey, I'm in town. Can I work a match? And then they'll say, can we promote it? And I'll say, no. <laughs> but do you see, and then he, he talked about like he would be in costume and no one would even know yeah, it was him. And he wrestled totally insane. different. He's, he, he's a beast. We say a lot around here and you just kind of stumbled upon it then, John. Like, ain't we all, everyone needs to appreciate him while he's still rolling and still Again, active man. because I, I'm telling you, greatest guys. ever. 36 years i've watched i've watched all the pro wrestling you could fucking imagine he is the greatest of all the greatest ever he's he the, greatest, the ever. greatest brian danielson is the greatest professional wrestler of all time i don't want to hear hogan austin flair that brian danielson is the greatest of all time yeah and like for, like, for me like objectively he's the greatest no one better ever, and I'm not sure anyone will ever come close. No, I mean, you could always say, well, promos were his weak spot, but then 10 years ago, he adjusted, and he became one it, of the most impactful promos in wrestling. I, John, I, I, don't, like, I, I don't think I've ever been on a show where I've s- said this with you. Mm-hmm. He sold out a WrestleMania yeah. based on his story alone. Yeah. The super dog. That was him. And Vince was so fucking petty that he ended the Undertaker streak on that night. I was there. Because it was like, (laughs) all right, well, all right, this little prick. Like, I guess it's all about him. (laughs) What's what I'm going to do? Yeah, but as a story, like as a show long story, that's one of the best wrestling shows. Oh, I've ever oh, been. oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's incredible. Absolutely. absolutely incredible. And like, um, I don't think we'd be as negative towards it if the Taker Brock match no, was but, a good but, match. But, but, but my point yeah. is, like, in an era where they, they say that no one is bigger than the company, bro. <laughs> A WrestleMania in the Superdome in New Orleans was built around the story of one man, and it was Brian. Yeah. And so, well so much so that Triple H had to fucking sneak his way in there <laughs> and go, all right, well, you, you got to beat me first. And he gave him a great match. That was he a did. hell of a match. Yeah. That, that yeah. was actually, that's the funny part. That was, that was one of Hunter's best matches. Especially at WrestleMania. Yeah. Especially oh, at WrestleMania. I think there's a fair argument to be made. It might be his best WrestleMania match. And that's, I think it is. That's yeah. including yeah. the yeah. Cell match and the 27 match, too. Like they, Yeah. They, they, they had some... The only contender is probably the one that, you know, we'll leave, we'll leave as a memory. Yeah. Cause, you know, it's what it is. Um, my, my favorite thing about that show, that, and that is the, in the opener and the closer, is I got my dad to watch that. And my dad never cared about wrestling. He never made fun of me or anything, but he didn't care. And he came over, I remember it vividly, he came over my birthday. He's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you need to see this. And I show him Brian and Triple H. And I show him in the main event. And when Brian wins, I look over and my dad has tears running down his face. <laughs> doesn't care about professional, doesn't know who Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan is. And just the story they told in that one night, with the, and you add the video package, so he had some context. And it was... It's one of the best nights they've ever had. Dude, when when Man, that monster video package is one of the best. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in the triple in the triple threat match when Randy Orton hits the RKO on Brian, 
and Batista just yeets Randy Orton out of the ring, and he he just crawls over to Brian and he smiles like this as he hooks the leg. I'm like, this this is this is cinema. Like, like this is this is that just was so one of the yeah. That's like Michael Cole's best call of his career, in my opinion, too. Yeah, really? that's great. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, to be fair, I haven't seen. I haven't seen him in a few years now, so I don't know if he's had. He's been really, really good. He's been really good the last couple of years. Interesting. Yeah, I I actually kind of can't stand Michael Cole's call on that match. Oh yeah, really? Is I mean, does me putting the broadcaster on like like, and it's nothing. I think Michael Cole's one of the best to ever do it. I really do. Um, but uh, I mean, his voice cracks in the main call. Like, yeah, he says, uh, "Miracle Kid, a miracle." Here's your your tell with Michael Cole. He says something twice, you know it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. A miracle kid. A miracle kid. K -k -k Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. That's the tell of Michael Cole. And and that's nothing against Michael. I just I I, but like, I called no, I get it. Yeah. It's just it. like to me, like any professional wrestler we talk about, you could always talk about like flaws or holes or I don't think Brian has any. I really don't. He's his biggest flaw, hilariously, is that he doesn't play any politics and gets beat too often. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. All right. Yeah. If, if, if that's if, the, if if that's that's the dude's what... biggest flaw. Yeah. But like the, the brilliance of him, you just talked about that amazing moment he had at WrestleMania 30 where he's the biggest baby face in the world. Then I was at WrestleMania 35 when he faced Kofi. Mm -hmm. And the the business he did in that match. Oh. Yeah. Yep. He's on. Opposite sides of their best two title changes of the he, decade. He yeah. knew what he was supposed to do that his night. Promo, and... His promos building that. I mean, you yeah. know, uh, like his promos building that match were incredible. Mm, I yeah. mean, just, you know, it's just the match like, is it's... unbelievable. His too. promos going into that Kofi match. Mm -hmm. You would swear Brian was six foot eight, 325 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like that is how good he was. Like you would swear Kofi was going up against someone who was that size. Yeah, uh, it was art. It was a an amazing moment. Really was an amazing moment. I, there, there were people with tears around me. Like it was, but that's the beauty of pro wrestling, right? When the audience feels with something, yep. nothing. It's still, it's still the best. It's like with what, especially when you cover it, you get, you get kind of cerebral with it and analytical with it and you break stuff down still nothing comes close to when you get swept up yep. when you pro when you actually believe for a moment you know it's the best pro wrestling at its best is the greatest thing on earth for it's me the, it's yeah, yeah it's incredible no it absolutely is and that's how i felt with like kevin owens and sam Zayn when they won this year i was like this is everything you want in it's, the art Mania Night One, the, let me tell you, that was something else. Was Mania Night One, yeah, man. Yeah. It was a really good show, really good show. Yeah. Wrestling, as wrestling fans, we find moments like moving and touching in a way that a non-wrestling fan could never quite grasp, you know? Like, yeah. I find it genuinely like an emotional experience when something like that happens, like a Kevin and Sammy title win. Even... I'm not even like super invested in them. I just, I think they're great wrestlers, but I'm not like a huge, you know, I'm not like sure. watching every week or ever, but watching the people react that way mm -hmm. makes it moving to me, yeah. you know? And it's, I, I often talk about that. There's that sensation when a big moment's about to happen. As good as the moment itself is when the people realize it's about to happen. Oh yeah. Like, like Kevin, I, the, is, Kevin is special, though. 
they were able to pull off the impossible. Like they had Always do. seven years of us dorks, <laughs> like knowing their story. Then they took it to WWE. <laughs> well, that how almost a decade. So they they actually scooped up such a large audience. Yeah. Well, and it's like also. <laughs> Like you just talked about, Joe, like the anticipation of the moment. That's what made what would have been the Cody win so great because you had Zane and Owens put the cherry on top of their story. And you're like, well, there's only one thing left to happen. Mm -hmm. And he's hitting those crossroads, man. He's hitting the two to three crossroads. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) off camera, when so long, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Dude, it's like, it's like. Imagine here, okay, your Return of the Jedi, okay, the the end of the Star Wars saga. Like the rebels are about to blow up the Death Star. You've been waiting the Death Star, the second Death Star. You've been waiting six years for this from the introduction of the original Star Wars: A New Hope, and you know that like the Empire is about to get their comeuppance. It, it is about to happen. And then Vader just kills Han Solo, and then, then and then it's over. That's how it ends. Like, and you're like, wait a minute. It's, it's even funnier I... than that because it was Solo Sokoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't even Vader. It was, yeah. it was Solo Sokoa like, who screwed it all up. And like, shouldn't Cody just want to murder Solo Sokoa? Like, shouldn't that be the motivation? But and that's what has hurt because. Cody just took the loss and was like, "Well, I got beat by the better man." I'm like, no, you didn't. That sucked. Yeah, that that, sucked. that was that, that's that a was real bad, issue. That was WWE. This like, John, we got all sorts of stories. Go ahead, Jack. I don't think I ever told you the story personally. Sorry, I got told on here like, after it had like <laughs> like my wife. My wife is a wrestling fan to a point where right, she's she watches. You have a wife. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she. That's me and Jack's bit on here. <laughs> Wife guys. We sleep in big beds with our wives. <laughs> I have a kid. I had sex. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> but like she tolerates. No, I don't even want to say tolerate. She does enjoy wrestling with me. And like, especially AEW. So, like, she and she liked Cody. So she followed all the Cody stuff with me. Mm-hmm. And it obviously, WrestleMania, like, our daughter was only 18 months old at the time. So, like, sleep was Hard to few and far between in this house. Yeah. But I convinced her. I was like, listen, like, Cody's going to win this tonight. <laughs> like, this is it's going to happen. Like, she kept her ass up, John. Oh, oh, it was a long night, too. When fucking, when that referee counted three. Now, first, there was my shocked face. Like, I'm just staring at TV like this. Well, because you're the smart fan. You know that this isn't happening. No, I know. <laughs> like, I'm fucking like this. And then I turn to her. And she looks at me like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I stayed up like an extra three hours. I would have. I was like, 
I'm sorry. I thought it was. I, it was, I, I watched. It was I watched <laughs> Shane McMahon versus The Miz. For this. <laughs> <laughs> but and like she was, she was excited to see Cody win. Of course, like she was like, like everyone was. If it would have happened, she would have celebrated with me. Yeah, like everything would have been great. Celebrated with you, me. You, you would have had a second would, kid. I was gonna say you would have had another baby on the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Hey, can you pop? Was, can you pop? He was so mad out there because that is uh that is righteous, right there. I so, mean, this no, one, this no, one. she was so pissed. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> she was like, "You're supposed to know all this." I was like, "I'm sorry." Was a, that, that was a classic. That was a great evening. I must say, we had to do. We'd already announced we were going to do a post show, and like, I showed up, and Bob was waiting in the stream yard, and he's like this. And so, obviously, being an arsehole, I immediately burst out loud, loud, loud laughing at this. Like, you're like, Bob, what's up, bro? <laughs> they ruined it, man. They ruined it. It was, it was yeah, it was quite. Oh, oh God, I was, I was so mad that night. I was so Dude, fucking. Dude, I, I wrote a two thousand word I article. Yes, you did. So fucking I, mad. I wrote a two thousand word article about Cody Rhodes winning the WWE yeah. Universal Championship. John, John, I don't even watch WWE regularly. I only watch WWE for Cody Rhodes. I get it. I get like it. I stopped a few years ago. I was so fucking pissed. I. I wrote this entire article that was like one of the most, it had some of the most beautiful prose I have ever come out of my brain. And it, it had all these parallels to Dusty. And like, I mean, it was, it was a really, and, I, and people keep telling me, well, well, wait, well, here we are. Okay. Well, no, here's the best part. I, I, I told Matt and shoot it. So now <laughs> we're getting close to Philly. I had a WWE contact reach out to me like two weeks ago. He goes, do you, do you and your wife want tickets? I was like, all right. The truth, brother. I am so scared, John. I am so scared. You should be. Because. <laughs> if he loses again, she's going to kill you. Well, number one. <laughs> I've never been to a WrestleMania in my life. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Never attended one. Like fan. <laughs> Here's the other tricky Jake's part. Look at every shoulder now. Yeah. Like Here's the other tricky part. <laughs> because I also do college basketball at CBS, the final four is Saturday. Madness, yeah. WrestleMania is on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Now, my bosses, I already checked with my boss. They're like, Sunday, you could have off. It's fine. Like, Saturday, you can't. But Sunday, like, are they going to fucking do this thing where, let's just say, like, like, am I guaranteed that Cody and Roman is on night two? I know. Like, that's my fucking, like, they're like, Jack, do you want the tickets? You and your wife? I'm like, all right, well. I don't know. You got to gamble, Jackie. You got to gamble. Got, Roll the yeah. glass. Is Co am I guaranteed Cody versus Roman is night two? No, no, no. Because Cody's going to be wrestling Seth Freakin on night yeah. one. <laughs> Can you imagine if after all of this, Cody wrestles Seth Rollins for the Sorry You Couldn't Beat Roman Reigns Championship? Oh, I legitimately believe if it's he's not, asked to win that belt, he will quit the promotion. I genuinely believe yeah, that. I mean, it's not going to happen. I, 
No. I don't know if you saw my my booking proposition, but my booking proposition so far they're like kind of playing it out where I, I had Gable losing to Gunta, and and uh, you just get months of Gable being like I can do this, and you get Otis and um, Maxine Dupree like trying to like train him through it. And he fights, 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 and qualifies for a championship match at the Royal Rumble versus Gunta. He beats him for the Intercontinental Championship at the Royal Rumble, only for Gunta to turn around and win the Royal Rumble that night, where he then goes after Seth Rollins. And, and I think I, I think in that scenario too, though, Gunther should fucking Brock Cena twenty fourteen murder Seth for that world heavyweight championship just fucking destroy the him only problem with john's pitch is that this year's royal rumble has just one name on it <laughs> la night bro we're going all the way it's happening this year i'm locking it in it's there we will not be we will not be delayed any longer eli yeah. drake's journey must be must be completed I, see i think i think la night the plan my my gut says the plans la night versus roman and saudi He's definitely going to work with Roman, yeah. Yeah, I think. I, I think, think that, that may get like really bad heat. That finish, like the wrong kind of heat. We put just like, oh, enough with this, you know, because people like him, and he's obviously not going to win. <laughs> and if you do like a really convoluted finish, I think there's a chance people just kind of throw their hands up or like whatever. I but, think doing that in Saudi is low risk, high reward. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. That's probably the setting for it. That's why I, I don't think LA Knight's winning the Royal Rumble. I think it's Gunta's to win. And I would I would do it the same way. It it should come down to Gunta and Cody. And he should throw Cody's ass oh. out and he should oh. he should win. And Cody's yeah. like, I have no paths left. Oh wait, here's the elimination <laughs> chamber. And he yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's always my favorite bit. Like you do the rumble to secure your place at Mania, and then afterwards there's like 12 guys who get put in chamber matches. It's it, it so funny. Like they build up this Royal Rumble as this is the only way you could get to the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> then we're like well, until next month, unless yeah. you can... they do like a chamber match of a lion well, or someone in have, it, you know, like when you have four world titles, you know, you gotta have to get a fun yeah, way. Jack, all I can say about your Gunter and Rollins pitch is I have no interest in the match, but I would pay money to see them pitch that idea to Seth Rollins. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, listen to me, you motherfucker. Before I go up there, guys, because I have to go to sleep. So we all gonna get him. We're gonna, we're gonna, listen, we're gonna get him. Son of a bitch. John Alba, I want you to hear this. Almost. When oh Tyler, Bla- if Tyler Black signed oh. with AEW, this motherfucker is going to be the biggest fan. Absolutely not. But he's never going to say it. He's never going to say it. But if he leaves next year, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. Jack's very aggressive. As you, I mean, he gets very. Uh, lots we of should pointy- probably. Go on, Matt. Go on. Remember when he got really mad at this hypothetical person that thinks Brian Danielson sucks earlier? Yeah, when he started yelling at us. Yeah, all? he was like yelling and pointing at the, the conversation. Like, who are you arguing with, with, man? With, with John and I, have been like, we all agree on one thing: Brian Danielson's the greatest ever. And Jack's like, let me tell you something, you piece of shit. Anyway, it's like, hey, man, it's five a.m. here. You're right. I'm, just, I'm mentally preparing for the vitriol that I'm going to be. Just, people are going to be sending angry tweets my way when we get an. Adam Copeland and Christian versus Hardy's match, and everyone's oh. going to be mad at me, telling me how much it sucks. Look, I'll say this: uh, our friend shoot was there. Christian and Matt had a nice little match on TV last year. Or this year was that this year? 
last year, right? It yeah, was after yeah, that Christian was, turns. Yeah, it was last year. God, it was either beginning of this year or end of last year. Because yeah, the reason I, I was confused COVID, was Christian Christian got hurt off the turn. And remember, he missed like a big block of time. Yep, yep, That's why. Yep. So we, we shall see. Um, okay. Before we get out of here, Matt, you're Brian so Winning, right? No, it was, you're fine, Johnny. This has been much better than we have, whatever, anything else you would have done. Yeah. Matt, I have yeah. Brian Winning. The highest praise I can give this match is that on paper, it would be my least favorite type of professional wrestling match, which doesn't mean bad. Just like a technical, like a technical yeah, match classic yeah. is my least favorite type of match. Well, still liking pretty much anything. And I'm so excited for this match just because it's these two guys doing it. It's going to be awesome. It's as good as it gets in that in that genre. Oracle, you got Dragon? Uh, Yeah, Dragon. Dragon will win. Um, <clears throat> I'm I probably... You know, I, I can anticipate maybe not liking this as much as others, but I, I think Brian always delivers. He's yeah. he's always been so well at like delivering these classic matches, like you know these dream matches or whatever. I, I feel like he always. I mean, it's it's we we've talked about it. You know, greatest of all yeah. time. Apparently, he's pretty good. <laughs> so this match will be great. I'm I'm not the I'm not the biggest Zach fan, um, mm-hmm. but this 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 match will absolutely be great. And of course, you know when you've got. Um, they're they're in Seattle, so I mean the crowd's going to be completely yeah. insane. So it should I mean, be electric, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, folks, that about does it. What should we call this episode? Wish they call it Alba. <laughs> you didn't even ask my prediction. You do not need to talk about Brian anymore tonight, Jake. I'm sending you. You're, you're done for the night, pal. Put you on call the bench. It, call it five dorks and a pro. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Five dogs and a pro. That'll be tonight. Okay. I don't know what we're doing next or when we're doing it. Next month is draft month. So some of these faces we bet for that. John Alba will not be. That would be a very bad idea, John. You're not going to be doing a draft for us. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back for that next month. And uh, we'll see how the month kind of we'll, – we'll see what other stuff pops on. I know we're doing Green Grappler, Eddie Guerrero. So that's the two things that are locked in. All right. Matty, you got anything to plug? Uh, don't follow me at Confirm Shoot. Do not do that. Yeah, good idea. I don't really have uh, anything else to plug. John, this was a pleasure to get to talk likewise, to you. Likewise. Absolutely. The Oracle of Wrestling. Anything to push, anything to promote? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I suppose I'll be here for the draft. Uh, hopefully I'm uh, – I think the last draft we had, I was I was very uh, very apathetic. You were very drunk, drunk as one, to be fair. We're going to do it as one go this time. Not like tags, women's division. Right. We're going to just do a draft, see what happens. One off. Anyone can win, Oracle. Anyone. Yeah, there you go. Um, Jack, what's the going rate for Patreon? Uh, sorry, for uh, Paramount Plus these days. $9.99. Do we, <laughs> do we have an LNG discount code yet? Not yet? Still working no. on it? No. Can't get anything from friends these days, John, you know? Um, all right, John, one last time. Give it a push. Tell them, tell them when I can find you. Go for it. Wrestling according to Alba.com. Uh, the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, which drops in six hours, five and a half hours. Uh, Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, Out of Bounds on the Know Your News Network, and soon somewhere else, but I can't get into that yet. But I appreciate you guys. Seriously, I mean, I love talking wrestling with you guys, and I was literally just BSing, and I saw you guys were live, and I was like, oh, these are good people. Let's, let's hop on and have some fun. So I appreciate you guys. 
you're always welcome. Your um, presence in our chat earlier was so absurd to me that I assumed someone had pretended to be you, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> but it was, in fact, you, and you've been on that for the last hour for some reason. So this was wonderful. Everyone, please do support John. I think JJ has got the name here. Suit yourself. Yeah, that's, there you go. He's that's, very, that's he's way very better good. Than mine, JJ, yeah. dude, I'll always plug JJ. JJ, yeah. he's the man. He's our best podcast guest, and he's never been on the show. It's right. incredible. Um, all right, <laughs> folks, we love you. We appreciate you. I think I've got a couple guest spots tomorrow at Joe Hobbit on Twitter. You'll see what I'm doing. If you want to see me preview Wrestle Dream, which I've just done for the last three and a half hours, I'll be doing that on other platforms. So, rock with me over there. It'll be, be more chat. coherent, probably. That won't take much. Um, <laughs> all right. Have a good night, folks. Please enjoy this outro. Keep grinning. <laughs>